Hey everyone, welcome to episode 74 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back, I'm Ben, and once again I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. Hello. How you doing, BT? Yeah, yeah, really good. It's way more comfortable now. Uh, temperature's dropped, which means filming isn't like a nightmare. Remember when we did the last one, we had like three power outages during oh, the stream. Oh man, because... it was awful. It was so hot. Like, it was just insane and my house could not cope with it. And we just, yeah, was it like two two to three power cuts? Uh, that's been quite entertaining. Yeah. This one, I'm hoping this one's going to be way more chilled. Uh, we're not doing a Patreon live feed here because, uh, honestly, I was a bit too disorganized this week. It's gone from straight from the office to uh, to podcasting today. So a uh, bit of a quick turnaround, a bit too quick of a turnaround to do a Patreon stream. But yeah, man, it's back to kind of human temperature. I've even got jeans on, which is very exciting. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's been a couple of weeks since we've recorded. We've actually been to a tournament. Games Workshop put out some Blood Bowl news. Mm -hmm. There's some Kickstarters to talk about and some pretty significant rumours as well, which is going to be quite fun. Um, I mean, yeah, honestly, quite a lot happened in like that three week time frame. It feels, yeah, I was thinking <laughs> it feels like three or four weeks since we recorded. Well, you, you just it's saying kind of that. been a bit of a drought. And then, yeah, the, yeah. World, the world is kind of, I don't know, it really feels like things are reopening a bit. I mean, I know you went from indoors to i'm going to stay indoors to oh my god i don't need to be out indoors and then just booked everything up and burnt yourself out like how, whereabouts are you on the cycle yeah. now <laughs> have you recovered um i think i'm finding my ground it's uh, I, i'm still keen to play things but yeah there was a bit of like just doing too much stuff all at once so i'm trying to like peter stuff out I, there was D and D I was doing that i've kind of just said like put this on hold for a little bit because it's like two nights a week on top of doing other things yeah it's just coming a bit too much i, I feel like the uh, sweet yeah. spot is like twice a week right. to do something hobbyish or, or see people yeah uh, any, more, so. any more than that i don't know just need need the chill time um and yeah one it, of the weekend days should be free i think it always if if both weekends are booked up with doing something i think that's when it gets really draining uh, yeah you've just... got like a full week of work and then no, no days to just like sleep in and recuperate yep gotta have the rest days now i'm quite lucky because my work schedule is like i'll work i'll go and work somewhere at a weekend support I means to get days off in the week which is cool which means that when tiff's at work i can just film a bunch of stuff which is kind of that's kind of my rest time and i love it it's like it's yeah. it's a good way to rest and recuperate but i always make sure that tiff and i have at least one day off a week where we just can just catch up so we've been absolutely hammering through wedding stuff which has been awesome um like the venue mm. cancelled well double booked i think triple booked actually it was a bit of a disaster we've now found a second venue we've had to buy marquees i've been i've become like a bit of a, a an led light and lantern guru like got it all out measured out <laughs> like i've got like 57 meters of lantern led outdoor lighting coming and uh at my shed at the moment right because the printer's dead at the moment which is very sad we'll talk about that in a minute but um we were like right we need to put in plates like do we want to go we don't want to go down the disposable plate market I'm like that seems a bit i don't know we don't really want to spend a hundred pounds on plates that we're just going to bin at the end of the day it's bad you know it's just wasteful and how are we going to get rid of the trash um so uh, 
managed to find out that we just was like, well, let's have a look and see how much they are to buy. Jumped on IKEA, 50p a plate. So um, spent £100 <laughs> on plates from IKEA and they just turned up. And yeah, man. Yeah, that's a lot of plates. And uh, <laughs> this guy just turned up and there was six big boxes of plates. I was like, oh, I did not think this through. All intact. <laughs> haven't opened them, man. I'm too scared. It's like 200 plates. <laughs> and now they're just all in the uh, yeah. all, all in the shed. I was like, I need to empty storage. But I didn't want to miss out on the... Because like, it looked like they were on offer or someone had put it on the website. Right? I mean, IKEA is cheap. I was expecting a pound per plate. I was like, this is a yeah, pound, pound 50. Like, this is going to be fine. 50p is good. I was like, 50p? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Jeff was like, how many? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was like, how many did you buy? And I was like, well, let's just say I think we saved at least £100 and we'll never need to buy plates again. <laughs> so our wedding favours are basically just going to be the plates that you use, um, <laughs> which is nice, <laughs> which is fine. And you know what? That's fine. That's all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got some Blood Bowl stuff to talk about, which is wicked. Uh, we were originally going to have Milton on because we went over to the Isle of Wight, which is where Milton has, uh, well, Milton's now an expat and lives there, and um, mm -hmm. to play Sand Bowl, which was awesome to see him. And um, it was awesome to go to Sand Bowl. And we wanted to have him on so they could talk about the tournament. However, he is properly ill, not covid he's gone all hipster and got something else and is like in a really bad way like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's gotta be different really probably... yeah it's, it doesn't doesn't seem great but we hope wish him a speedy recovery yeah. Cause... Oh, yeah. man. he's always good fun to have on the podcast as well because he tends to go on a bit of a, a diatribe and i absolutely love it um but never mind we'll have to get him on in the future but uh, i tell you what ben should we bounce and have a look at some of the uh, the news going on at the moment uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. That's quite a lot, actually. Let's go straight to news. Okay, first we've got some Willy Miniatures news. So they're going live with a Kickstarter, I think, tomorrow. Um, so we can't quite show you the Kickstarter page on here, which means we can't quite talk through what we normally do, which is talking about prices and things like that. But we do have a few of the images. Now, it looks like it's going to be uh, Orc goblin and a black orc team which makes sense because those pieces are pretty interchangeable just ask grebo and the, the great work we've done with those so um we've got a few pictures here now ben you uh, did you say you've seen the orcs before i'm um, yeah they do an orc team on their website currently um and i'm pretty sure it was like a fairly recent kickstarter i think it came out a similar time to the grebo one because i remember two releasing side by side I like oh, the Kickstarters yeah. at least. It's like a real orc um, month. Yeah, but so and looking at the the concept art as well, it it seems very similar to the existing orc models, which I will add are actually really good. Um, however, what they've shown off some pictures of the goblins. I love sure the they're... goblins. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've seen them before. Um, Willie's miniatures. They, I mean, the details always great, and the models they produce are fantastic. I mean, uh, Rick, um, who used to come to our club before he ran away to France, um, you know, always big fan of Willie's miniatures. But they've they they are quite tall, but actually the goblins they pull it off really really well. They, yeah, I love the scale of goblin. It's it reminds me like D and D goblin. Yeah, I was, I, was, kind of scale. I was thinking Pathfinder, but you know, obviously. Yeah even better no that's yeah. the same uh same thing i guess and i think you mentioned that it's kind of the kind of greeb and um, greebo-ish as well and yeah i think it's the way they've done the sort of poses and the facial expressions it's very um kind of animated like 
uh, character, really, and they, they do remind me a bit of the Greedo ones. Yeah, I, I like what I'm seeing. So they've got the goblins, they've got the green maniacs, which are the special weapons guys. Now, there's a cool chainsaw with a funny little mask. Looks like his face has been stitched on together. There's a mad bomber with bomb. You've got a, a fanatic ball, which is a clown, with um, basically one of those chomp things from Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, the chain uh, chomps. Yeah, the chain chomps, which is cool. I mean, oh man, clown goblins kind of freak me out. I mean, there was that. There's a couple of teams we've seen which are actually like just clown goblins that have been really, really creepy. So this one fits in with that. And then you've got the crazy Pogo, who is basically, in my opinion, Green Goblin um, from the Spider-Man movie. Uh, <laughs> he just looks like he's a scientist too. So yeah, it was a crazy Pogo. They're great sculpts. I'm very interested to see the price points and things like that. It's a shame he didn't get a Kickstarter um preview angle to look at the trolls quite interesting it looks a little bit lord of the Rings style um and i do love that there's a a goblin in the hand being thrown but comes with an alternate snotling option which is cool yeah i do like that yeah although i don't know if they're doing a snotling team no and not i'm i'm not sure yeah no i doubt it because none of these teams can take it right you know no. An orc snipe's not links can no, it's just the goblin. No. So it's an interesting yeah, one. Um, it is interesting. I do like that there's the option included though. It's it just means you can extend it even more if you wanted to use these in a snotling team than you That's can. Future proofing um, as well for them. Yeah. I yeah, do I, I will say I'm not as big a fan of the troll. It, the face, it reminds me of uh the Pirates of Orc Bay. Um Yeah. Massive, sort of very prominent jaws. And, yeah, massive more. Yeah tiny eyes um i don't know i i think it's going to be good it, um the price point's going to be interesting for me because orcs i think uh they're it's quite saturated um when you look at third-party orc teams i think we're really lucky now there's some teams that there are not great options for and there are teams that there are a ton of great options for and orcs and black orcs are pretty well covered and I mean, you know, the Games Workshop ones to start with, awesome. Grebo ones are awesome. If you like the style of the Pirates of Orc Bay, which I actually kind of do, the R&D Studio have got some good alternatives for Orcs as well. You know, it there's, it's it's interesting. I mean, Orcs are a fantastic Tier 1 team. Like, they're great. And hey, more variety is awesome. So I hope they land this well, and I hope it does well. So I do like to see Willie's miniature stuff. Um, yeah. And, you know, it always paints up well. But I did love the Squig Rider or the Squig Dinosaur Rider, the Beast Rider God. That was awesome. What's the deal with this? Is this included just like a freebie? Or? Well, I'm assuming this is going to be a star player that you can pick up. I mean, right. that Squig is massive. It's awesome, isn't it? Like, if you're an AOS player, you'd love this. As oh, one of your, like, that's you basically know, the, the captain guy, isn't it? Like the hero. Yeah, this the is hero-sized. Loon Boss and Cave Squig or something, I think. Um, yeah. I, I, one thing I do like with the, the squig so we've got the squig up on the screen at the moment and it's got it looks like a squig it's got the face it's got the mask uh, the face the mask it's got the mouth and everything but the the it has a crest on its head which I don't think you see on squigs very often and it works really well it's like a it looks like uh, honestly a Power Rangers helmet it's probably the best way to describe it but but <laughs> you know it's just got that dinosaur crest to it that works really well for squigs so I, yeah i love it yeah this guy is yeah, that's awesome. a bit of texture, doesn't it yeah it's not just all flat it's yeah. not just a big oh, red right. happy bouncy face 
Um, and yeah. I love how they've gone with the armor here. That 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 armor um, mask for the goblin is straight out of the squig herders, straight out of the uh, the AOS guys, mm-hmm. and it's the best. It, it works really well. They've they've done a really good job of kind of digging into what is popular in goblin miniature stuff right now and pull it out yeah you got the silly stuff but then this is a really cool model i think you know like you said man this would be great in aos because it genuinely would it would be great in any fantasy setting i I mean yeah you said it with like the sort of new aesthetic i think and what i like about these goblins and the full team is they just look like dangerous yes with the exception of town um things they're quite silly but like the team and the line the, the regular goblins they are sinister looking they're they don't have real players like, yeah exactly they're not just like goofy yeah i, I like i like that because i think i think with the dawn of black orcs that's kind of the angle and i do think mm. it started with the Grebo guys like they're mm. now small players as opposed to just a joke and when, yeah. it, when it comes to stunty, that's pretty reasonable because if you play in any kind of stunty cup, goblins are hench, man. Strength two, armor eight plus. It's just they're just beast. They'll just it's dominate. Been, yeah, since the new edition, the second season, I've I've genuinely found goblins to be pretty fierce. Well, this like, is it. The, but they've, they've, they've the, the way goblins have changed though. They've also like they're not what they used to be at all. That goblins mm. have to play Blood Bowl now. Before they were just like, "Lol, I'm going to take some goblins and a load of stars." That's now the realm of the halfling people. Like, if you, yeah. if, you if you want to, in quotes, take a Blood Bowl team, but you're really there to play with star players. Halflings is kind of your blank canvas. Used to be goblins because it'd be like, "I'm going to take all the star, all the all the like cheap stars, and have a great time with goblins." Now you yeah. got you got to play Blood Bowl with these guys. Like, there's no third troll. There's no Ripper. Like you, you can't. Your TV's too high. You can't sneak um, Morgan. You can't take Hackflem. Uh, goblins like got stitched in tier two in Stunty Land because the best star they've got is either Varag or the Black Gobbo. And Black mm. Gobbo is a fun way to get a bomber in there, but he's not cheap. No, they yeah, but somehow they seem to just they seem to be doing all right from what I've seen. Goblins can um, play some serious. Um, blood bowl and i absolutely love it so that will be going live tomorrow uh we'll share the link out if we get a good one to it um and at some point we'll probably delve into the different prices and things like that because it's fun this i think it's the first kickstarter we properly looked at in a while mm. um and it'll be cool to see the different options because it's fun to go through uh the next one we got up is really interesting and some of you are gonna absolutely hate this one but it's just too cool not to share out and this one comes hot off the press i believe it's from our 3d printing correspondent ian triplo uh, hi trips thank you for sharing all the links um have you ever been watching the clone wars and thought man i'd love to have them as a blood bowl team well you can if you've got a 3d printer and it isn't you know broken like mine um yeah well yeah rest in plates um <laughs> <laughs> bb heroes players 15 dollars. you can get just some clone troopers some fancy clone troopers with shoulder pads and and everything and they are just all holding footballs and playing blood ball poses and it's just awesome and it's a team that nobody needs and i cannot wait to print this i just can't wait to it might just print one guy um and mostly just because sam frenzy garner is on a massive star wars binge at the moment when star wars legion yeah play legion with them yeah 
<laughs> here's my cody <laughs> yeah he's got a leader uh yeah and uh i don't know i just think it's really cool i mean we've seen a ton of and this is the great thing about blood bowl is it i love the theme i love the theme i love fantasy nfl like i am right there D D meets nfl is just where i want to live but mm-hmm. i don't know this is just clever and the thing is the sculpts are really well done like this, they they're, they're just genuinely look like they're from the Clone Wars uh, animated series. No, yes, the CGI one, yeah. not the original animated series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that yeah. was that was sweet. That was underrated, underrated, <laughs> absolutely underrated. No, so that's from Quan Pi One P Three D. I don't know. I've put the link in the show notes. It's pretty cool if you're a Star Wars fan and or you want to upset some people at a tournament then definitely look at picking these up because i don't know they're well done they're really well done and they've got some cool other star wars miniatures on there as well and next up it's more 3d printing madness which hurts me uh so this is actually the warg name uh nameplate generator so it is landed it is landed it is live now on kickstarter and uh nah, smash the target Six thousand six hundred so far with 24 days to go against a target of 850 so you know like on the way to ten thousand percent succeeded and if you've got a 3d printer and you like games and you like having people named or positions labelled, or you've got, for example, a Star Wars Blood Bowl team, and you want to make sure that your opponent can understand who's who, uh, not just by painting some of them with blue shoulders and some of them with orange stripes and stuff, although that is, oh, a, that is a great way to do it. This nameplate generator is is just really impressive. So what it is, is it's, it's just a set of preset uh, Blender files, and... Anybody that has a blender can just go in and what you do is you just choose all the options on the right hand side and just make them visible or invisible. That's basically how it works. So it's this massive file with all these presets, all the, they call them greeblies. So you can get like balls on the side, skulls on the side. Like if you've seen the warg name printed plates before, I mean, we've got them for the snotlings when they did the, they've done one for each, every blood bowl team. They do them for Warcry. There's loads of different themes in there, which is really cool. And it is expensive. But it is actually pretty good, so I backed it straight away. At this point, so it's like, sorry, man. Yeah, it, like you're basically paying for software, right? Yeah. So essentially, yeah. At forty-one pounds, uh, gets you everything, everything in there, which is all the different base sizes, all the different mm-hmm. styles. Plus, they're going to be release, release, releasing more styles as they go, and updates and extra greeblies. I mean, forty-one pounds for literally nothing is a lot of money but if you are like me and you play multiple games well, probably not pay if you buy multiple games uh, and then wish you could play them i just i don't know like i i think we backed the stl files before and it's like 15 pounds for a team and you're like yeah that's pretty cool you know if you go and shop at um what is it versatile terrain are they the guys who do the who started it off started off the cruise? Uh, gosh i can't remember yeah uh yeah it was uh, you know, a team, uh, what's that, £25 for a team's worth of stuff? If you've got a 3D printer, you know, that's kind of where you are. And I don't know, man, you can just brew up everything. And I really enjoyed mucking around with it. In fact, I think our video is actually on there, which is quite cool. It is, yeah. Hey, oh, they use stills from it as well. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Hey. Oh, yeah, never did paint that, Dreamer. Uh, never mind. Let's move on. Uh, 
<laughs> but what I did do was base him and spray him brown. Uh, away. Yeah. He's over there with some mana warships. Uh, do you know what the worst thing about a printer being broken is? I missed I missed three sails for three little cogs for the Bretonian fleet. And oh, I man. can't print them until my replacement part comes. So I just got, I mean, up and running. dude, I was really tempted to just be like, Ben, I need a really teeny tiny print. It's just three sails so I can do this. But I mean, it doesn't really matter if it's printed or not. And this is the thing, like I've been lamenting the loss of it for now, but all it's really mean, all it really means is I just have less piles of gray plastic um, that I'm not painting. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? This is probably fine. Anyway, uh, the Kickstarter for the nameplates is 24 days to go. So August 30th. And I don't know, they're keeping adding all the stretch goals and which is extra greeblies and things like that. It's a great project. And the designer's a really lovely guy. He's put a ton of work, a ton of work into this. We got to see, we got to see some of like the developmental shots and how he was going. And, and this is, this is a real labor of love. And I'm pleased to see that it's going well because i just i logged on and within three minutes i'd made stuff and i was like this is really fun this is really easy um yeah done a really good job there right what else news wise is that all the other stuff news wise yeah scylla shall we talk scylla ben a little bit now yeah um yeah i wasn't expecting this were you expecting this not at all not at all which is really strange because i was thinking about i think i was having a chat about scylla with a mate like a, a day before this came out like we were just talking about aos and being, oh yeah i remember scylla oh yeah he's in blood bowl did you know that and it was like, oh no i didn't know he's in blood bowl and i was like yeah he's been yeah he's all comes around there and then the next day drops and there's a new scylla bottle <laughs> it's just really bizarre timing. there you go uh, yeah. games workshop potato cam on to you, Ben. Yeah. So, Scylla and Fingram, uh, and Fingram has been dropped as a pitch side report. So, it, what do you think of the model, man? I love it. I, I think this is honestly fantastic. Um, I know it was quite... I think it was a bit like hit or miss with the community from what I saw. Like, some people really weren't a fan. Um, I, I'm The only thing I'm not a fan of is the inevitable price of it. But um, I think... <laughs> Like, yep. in terms of design and sculpting, I, I absolutely love this guy. What I think this is just like a really good reimagination of Scylla, especially compared to what we've seen from the reimagination, like the re-sculpted newer things that we've seen come out lately. I think this one being is like, like a total redesign in a really good way. Looks like a Blood Bowl player now. So also looks like... Um... Can I pop it into the chat? I can't pop it into the chat without mucking around with the cameras. Also, it looks just like uh, Troll Blood from uh, War Machine. War Machine and Hordes. Mm. Like, there's one model, the Earthborn Dire Troll, Troll Blood Heavy War Beast. Look, he's got like the same position, the same bouncing on one arm. He's got that same rounded features. Anyway, the, I think it's very cool and I think it's great we've got another star player coming. Um, I mean, the design is really cartoony it is the most cartoony model we've seen yet and there's rumors and this is completely unsubstantiated and it's just rumors that windsor chog may have had a hand in this because windsor chog made some awesome models yeah 
and then got uh, employed by Games Workshop to make more models, which I am a huge fan. I think that was a great pickup by them. But some of the roundedness and the the motion of this model, it's really similar to some of the models that Windsor did before. There's more detail on it. Yeah, he did a troll which had this pose, right? A similar yeah. one. Whereas, yeah. like on one hand, oh, yeah. that troll yeah. was amazing. Like that troll was so good. Oh. Um, we we love we love Windsor Trolls models. And that's I think that's why this one connected so much with me because I mean that was before I even knew that he might have done it. Yeah. Um, I I just I think it's like you say it's yeah it is it is more cartoony but in a really good way. I think it's just way. It's it's characterful. It's just got so much motion and power in it. It's it's just awesome. I think it's a really cleverly designed model, especially with like you, you've got him midair, like <laughs> crushing a wood elf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the wood elf has been really a lot cool. of um, there's been a lot of feedback about that wood elf about like why is there a player like I really don't like the player on there. But somebody in on one of the video comments put in there is like ah, I'm not a big fan of the wood elf. However, when I paint him up as a referee, I'll be much happier. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Right? That is such a good idea. I cannot remember who said it, yeah. but I was like, that is inspired. What a great way to do it. Like, actually, because, yeah. you know, it is difficult. Um, there's always that thing, in, in even in Age of Sigmar armies and 40k and stuff, like, oh, I've got an ultra read on the base. I'm like, yes, but you're playing against my Tyranids. Like, what, why, is, why is that yeah. guy there? Um, but you know actually there is always a referee until there isn't a referee um <laughs> till, till Zilla's along. yeah exactly yeah. to kill him off um here we go is adam hines actually i hate the word off being on the base i'll do my best to remove him or paint him up as a referee instead mm. which is a brilliant idea there nicely done adam that's that's very cool because that will paint up brilliantly and hey now referees are in blood bowl we've got a bit of practice with the black and white stripes anyway and somebody else said they didn't like his socks um but there is a bit of fluff oh, there is a bit of fluff around the socks he's wearing these big woolen socks um the only thing that comes close to deflating and fingrim's imposing stature is his quaint adherence to the standard blood bowl uniform guidelines he is never seen without league mandated socks which regularly draw chuckles from opposing team members however such behavior simply marks them as prime targets for his next furious tackle so he's got these big old gi woolen socks i'm going argyle on these that's my my self-imposed painting challenge. Argyle oh, yeah. socks for Scylla, I think wow. would just be awesome. Or like little love hearts or something. There's just there's a there's a fun bit of painting to go on there. Um Yeah. I think this is the best Forge World Star player. I, I think even though I said about the price, I might just still pick this up. Yeah. Just because I love the model so much. I mean, and painting cool. this up will be amazing. Ah, it's big. It's a big old corn bad boy as well, Ben. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. If the player becomes like an unplayable star, I, this would be a good bloodthirster stand in. Well, <laughs> really bloodthirster, well. and if you are running a, a just if you're running a chaos team because of who he is and because of how the team fits, there's always like there's up to one big guy. He's yeah. He could be a troll. He could be a minotaur. Yeah. He could be your ogre. Like it. I, I think. That's one really cool thing about this is that he can just be your big guy for a chaos team. Like I said this about Frank, and Frank ended up being smaller than a standard golem, which is a massive shame given that Frank is supposed to be strength five and golems are strength four. Like I thought yeah. Frank's a cool model. You could pick him up, use him as an ogre in your Sylvanian-themed human team, but you, you can't. You could maybe use him as a big blitzer. But this guy, I mean, looking like 
Oh, there's a wood elf laying down on the base. That's got to be a 40 mil base. And he's a, he looks like a chunky boy. If that's a 32 mil base, that's going to be disappointing. I just can't see it being a 32 mil base with a, Not, a yeah, the size of the elf. Yeah. Looking, yeah, like looking at what, 40 mil here. I reckon so. Yeah. That's, that, that's, ooh. Yeah, that's got to be 40. If it was 30, he'd be really hanging off the edges. Yeah. Well, we've got another star player and we've already seen Max, um, Max Spleen Ripper, again, covered with corn symbols. This guy covered in corn symbols and he's got his brass collar as well. That really got us thinking. So later on in the episode, we're going to have some, uh, what did I call it? A cornucopia of <laughs> corn rumours. Uh, Henry. I know, right? <laughs> and we're basically going to take a bit of a dive into what this could mean, what we think it means, what it probably means, and what we'd like it to mean. Um, but I think, Blood Bowl news-wise, Ben, that covers everything that's going on that I've got listed down that Trips has sent across. And yeah, I think so. cool, cool, cool. Most importantly, then it comes to the new Patreons of the episode. So I just want to say a massive thank you to the loads of people that support us on Patreon. It's brilliant. I appreciate your support. We do a load of polls on there. You help choose what content we make, which is awesome. Uh, get a few bits of loot as well. And we do do competitions over there as well. Uh, this week, we are joined by Alejandro Hoyas, Paul Saunders, Gents, Saul Alexander, Jamie Eden, Noah Tonkin, Mark Pilgrim, uh, Martin Vitalarsen, Andrew Gill, and Gustavo Lorente. And thank you very much for joining the crew and for supporting us out. Uh, on patreon it means that we can upgrade things it means that we can get our hands on models and buy them and do reviews and things so it's, uh, it's an awesome support we massively appreciate you um so yeah just a big big thank you and now for hobby okay bt what have you been hobbying um again quite a lot um, still crunching away at Necrons. This second batch is taking its sweet time. Um, there's just lots and lots of armor to stipple because I'm doing like a little stipple effect on them. Getting there. I actually made a Trello board. So anyone who's in like oh, IT or wow. manufacturing, yeah, that's um, still a thing. Yeah, we use I use it all the time. My job, I'm a software developer. We wow. use like Kanban board. So I've uh, yeah, I've made one of those with all the progress, and I've um made a little card for each unit and in the card is a checklist of each stage and as things are checked off it'll move over and then upload pictures on completion of one stage and i sent that over to the to the guy it's, it's done for and he seems quite quite grateful for that it just means i don't have to like constantly say hey i've done this i've done this and you can just check in and see it so that's 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 my hobby in terms of like i've actually digitized some of the hobby done done a you um <laughs> i was gonna say why aren't you vlogging this like Come on, <laughs> blogging or blogging or doing something because that's, I mean, you're doing a ton of awesome work there as well. Yeah, I think like the trouble is, is with all this stuff going on, I've kind of just got to pick it up when I can. Um, mm. So I'm trying to get up early in like mornings and do a couple of hours before work. And then, you know, Alison will go walk a dog for an hour and I'll probably come up here and just paint, try mm. and get some paint on them. Um, so it's kind of like this is a really drop in drop out hobby it does however mean i've got paint everywhere because i don't want to have to put things away so yeah my desk is horrendous like that's why i've got a nice clean one behind me no, no, no. <laughs> i know i was gonna say the office looks very tidy who's who's posted today on the wall it looks tidy from like 
like around <laughs> this window. Of yeah, the camera's intentionally positioned. Well, you've you've um, seen the studio here now, so you know how untidy the every bit else is. It's basically half studio, half storage, and it is just storage pile. Uh, no need to look at like one square meter. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's it. That's it. From here to here is clear. Everything else is just um, yeah, a trip hazard basically. No, yeah. that's wicked. I mean, the the Necrons look so cool, man. And yeah. some outrageous progress is being made. Like, <laughs> no, thanks. I, I wish. I just wish they could be a bit faster. I think I just need a couple of good days to smack it out. However, I've kind of like shafted myself a little bit because I've taken up a new game and kind of gone all in. Um, this is something really I am very excited about as well. Yeah, so the game by Parabellum called Conquest, Last Argument of Kings. Um, it's a rank and flank. Uh, it looks something like this. Ah, okay, when they fall, yeah. So Needs more magnets. Um, yeah, they've all fallen. Yeah, there you go. They're all gone. Um, yeah, it's like a, it's a 38mm rank and flank. Um, by the the core the game was written by Alessio Cavatore who did the original Warhammer Fantasy I Battle did I did not know that I, I mean Alessio didn't do the original I think he came in on like 4th no. edition or something but Alessio is an absolute legend he's done so many yeah. great games and he's a lovely man as well I've met him at Salute a couple of times oh amazing um, yeah Alessio I've met Alessio I've met Rick Priestley I've never met Jarvis though I never uh, met Jarvis uh, probably because uh, yeah, I mean, he stayed um, loyal to Games Workshop, but Alessio and Alessio, Paul Sawyer, fat bloke from White Dwarf, and Rick Priestley all broke off and went and did their other stuff. So yeah, I met them. I think, I think he's done a few things. I think he's pretty much like a freelance designer. Um, what a job! Because yeah, he he's not involved with them anymore for this game, but he just pretty. I think they got him on board. He just wrote some rules and was just like, "Go have fun," and they start adding stuff like the law the models and then they constantly rebalance it's all all the rules are online and free which is just very refreshing which we can probably talk about um but i don't know i just i'm just loving it there's a really good community in southampton for it um it's honestly if you play like a couple there's a few armies it's actually pretty cheap to get into um you get quite a lot of bang for buck there's loads of freebies i had a demo game you just get given a free box of stuff they're just playing it um and it's yeah, it's just really cool. It's a cool system. It's really, really, really neat system. It's very reminiscent of Warhammer Fantasy Battle, from what I've heard. There are definitely similarities. Um, it's been described as, or I've heard it described. And this isn't from Parabellum, I will say. I've heard it described by some fans as kind of like a natural development for Warhammer. Like what Warhammer, if Warhammer Fantasy Battle continued and was like modernized, it would kind of go in this direction. Um, which is probably a good thing. So um, I, I like it. I, I like the look of the game. I like the sound of the game. When we went to the Isle of Wight, we were on the ferry, and you were kind of telling me how the game, how the rounds play. And I'm like, that sounds really good. Like That just sounds interactive and, and positive for a rank and flank game. Um, So yeah, I'm like proper close to diving in. Uh, it all depends. It all depends on what happens with with my three D printer situation. Uh, yeah. Like, will hobby budget have to be spent on a new one? Will I get the hobby budget to do it? And then the choice of do I just print an army or do I go? Anyway, that's beside the point. But you were talking about the the game and how it interacts. It sounds really fun. So I do definitely want to get a game in. I do have one question. Like, why do you think they went thirty eight mil? Um, 
Why do you think Adeptus Titanicus hit? Like, why? Yeah, I think part of it is kind of uniqueness. It stands out. It's kind of like you see it and you think, ah, that's for Conquest because it's so big. Like, I mean, look at this. This is a cavalry. It's huge. Like, on ca- on camera, this thing is... I, I don't have a comparison. Yeah, here you go. Come blood on, blood you, model. Have, you, have you got the Coke can test? Oh, wow, okay. Uh, that's a Blood Bowl mini. So these things are huge. I think it, for a start, looks really impressive. So, so I was chatting to someone, they say, when there's events and they're doing demo games, people flock to it. Because you can see from a distance, these people mm. pushing around these awesome-looking horses and stuff. It does get people's interest. Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't know. It just kind of works really nicely for for that. I mean, you're a fan of really small scale. Oh yeah. Um, it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Maybe I think it's just for uniqueness. Um, it's fun to paint big stuff too. So that's yeah. it. That's it. I, I imagine it's easier to paint as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. The model's quite simple. But yeah. It's, but bigger stuff is, is potentially i mean hey every scale creeps happening I and mean, if you look at the blood bowl miniatures now compared to the blood bowl miniatures of 10 years ago the 10 years ago ones just the rubbish now because they look a much different scale um mm. so and while i am a huge fan of of 15 mil and below like blooming love a good three millimeter game or a one nine hundredth scale naval game look at my ships over there hey guys love you i'll paint <laughs> you eventually uh when i print your sails off like I don't know. The game does look cool, and I do want to get a game in with you soon because I, 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 there's a yeah, still, sure. it's just it just oh, it just looks good. And then yeah, I might get dragged into either. I mean, it's what ninety nine pounds for a starter army essentially because you get the box I, yeah. set and some other stuff. There's 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 a whole bunch of deals. Like yeah, I got that core box which mm. you get two armies that you can play out of the box. Um, and then you, when you buy that, you also choose two extra boxes of your choice for free. Um, and then I also just recently got, like, they have certain boxes where it's like four for 99 euros. And then Duncan Rhodes Painting Academy had a code which gave you an extra free one. <laughs> you got a free one for playing a demo game. So it's like, I've suddenly just got loads. Um, nah, and I've been spent like, yeah, under £150. Yeah, that's yeah. It. that's the the tempting thing, and that's really clever. I mean, you and I had a chat about this. Like, uh, imagine it, like Games Workshop, uh, generally speaking, do this quite poorly. Um, hey, buy direct from us, and you'll definitely maybe get your product, or buy it cheaper from a third party, and uh, you maybe maybe get your product. Well, these guys have just gone buy it from a vendor, like it's been discounted, no worries. Or buy it from us, and we'll just get you an extra box with it. And then it's really yeah. like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. this is. This is interesting. Like, uh, we love supporting Entoyment. So, whenever there's a release out, whether it's uh, Dystopian Wars, Blood Bowl, whatever, I'm like, yep, Entoyment, have my money, please. Send me good stuff. Uh, but when it comes to these guys, it's like, you can get the starter set from Entoyment. But actually, if you go with the main distributors, they've uh, it's clever. Uh, if Games Workshop start doing that, there'd be a lot of stores, I think, that would be in trouble. Fortunately, yeah. Games Workshop are probably not uh, that inclined to organize themselves. Uh, because they're they're busy just you know cancelling everything fun on youtube so that's uh yeah well. that's cool <laughs> i always say it's like in the current climate um with what we've seen and stuff online and things like that it's it, it may be a good time to just check out some of these other games because there are some really good games out there <laughs> yeah so yeah and those yeah. games are Warmaster, uh mana war battlefleet gothic <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> there's a ton of good stuff out there, and of course, Conquest. So, yeah, if um, if the game is cool, Ben, and if my printer starts working, I don't know if I have to order a part for the print. It depends, because if I don't know, like printing, we talked about it at length the other week. There's a there is a there is a limit at which you're just like yeah I'd rather, I'm just gonna buy the stuff like that's fine, uh, but there's also a limit and there was this video that landed on YouTube the other week where some dude painted his entire uh, paint printed and painted an entire army and I was like oh, 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 oh this looks good this looks fun, uh, and I was like oh that could be fun to do for conquest uh, you know it looks very much like. Um, the Middle Earth battle game that they had, and it's it just because of the the bases with like uh, crossed with um, Song of Ice and Fire, like it just it does look cool. Yeah. And but my printer had some bad times, yes. so I turned it on, and it started making this weird bomb noise. Is probably the only way I can describe it. You every sci-fi ever, every yeah counterterrorism movie ever, someone arms the bomb, and there's that whine where it charges, right? Everybody knows that really aggravating yeah. noise where it's like, oh, it's winding up. It's going to explode soon. Watch out for them running away from the camera. Well, it didn't, it didn't explode, which was obviously useful because, you know, where would I store the wedding plates? But it, uh, <laughs> what it did do was just continue making that noise until I unplugged it. And then when I plugged it back in again, nothing happened. Nothing at all. All the power had gone. I was like, well, that's aggravating. So I messaged Elegu and it was fine. And I was just like, I'm just going to go buy a different power plug. So I jumped on Amazon, picked up an extra power plug, uh, which of, of a type that I believed to be the right one. It certainly fit the hole and still no power to it. So Elegu is sending me a proper power pack, but I don't think it's the power pack now. I think the unit is knackered. So I've got another power pack coming. Okay. And, and I don't think that's going to work. We do some live, live tech support on the podcast. <laughs> is... Um... Just wondering, because I, I had my, my print. We've got the same printer. Um, yeah. My one did something crazy few months into it as well. So is it turning? Is it actually turning on? Like, no. Does the screen come on? No. Nothing. Nothing. So okay, not there is a blue light on the power pack, and it makes that whining noise, and it is the actual, like, um, man, what is it called? Convert, not converter, not transistor transformer Capac i don't know yeah the block okay. there's a little led light on and it makes a heck of a whining noise and i was like well that is definitely that so i'm like oh this is fine it's the power pack i'll just get a new power pack and it'll all be fine uh so i bought one and it wasn't fine and now i'm a bit worried because the the tech support they were like hey uh undo the back play with these wires play with these wires play with these wires i was like no no, I'm not opening it up and playing wires. One, because that means I've got to take the resin out of the resin tray and I can never be bothered to do that because what I do is just buy more resin trays. I was like, so no, I'm not going to buy more resin trays. Um, so yeah, now I'm sitting on the fence as to whether or not I need to upgrade to uh, a Saturn or it, they're going to fix it for me and I can just carry on printing things I don't need. I don't know. It's it's It's, it's been sad. It's funny, isn't it, how it's like you can... As soon as you don't have access to it, you want to print everything. <laughs> yeah. It's building up this collection of uh, STL files that I'll never print, but I have this need to print things. Um, but it is it's probably useful. It's, when, when, once you've got one, I think you, have, you, you can't go without one. Because like you say, you, you've, you've invested all this into the STLs. That sunk cost fallacy, isn't it? Yeah. Like you have to get a printer because you need to be able to print the stuff you've been spending a year and a half building up. Well, but I mean, yeah. Ben, it's, it's for the podcast. Um 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the podcast. We do a Blood Bowl podcast, and if I cannot print off Man of Warships, um, well, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing bad's going to happen at all. But that's not the point. Like, if I can't print off ten millimeter high elves, Man of Warships, and epic models, so that you and I can carry on building our CNC RTS game. Um, oh yeah, right. This yeah, this is it. Printer dies, and then you're like, oh man, you know that idea we were talking about? It's such a great one. I'm just there twitching. So I'm like, well, what I can do for you, Ben, is draw things on coins. That's as much as I can do right now. It's like, well, well what are we doing? Is printing out little rhinos so that I can, yeah, game design. I was looking, at, looking at harvester designs the other day. <laughs> it's so cool. Anyway, Blood Bowl hobby. Uh, I painted Hackblem ready for the tournament. Did it on the stream last time. That was cool. And what else has happened in the Blood Bowl world? Oh my good golly, Norba! Have you have you had your Norba stuff turn up yet, Ben? No, which does make me think: Did I actually put the address in? Oh, ah. uh, if you've got any problems, then just 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 let me know, and I'll message Eduardo. Uh, he's a good guy. Um, he's a great guy. So we've got a little Norba comment and like situation going on. Comment the team name and I'll do the draw on Monday for that. And Norba are going to send out two Bretonian teams and two Empire teams. And dude, I don't know if you've had a chance to look, but the Ogres are awesome. They are really good. Yeah, yeah man. Like the Bretonian one, he's got his little square hat on and he just looks very adorable. Uh, but the Nobility mm. Ogre, boom, done. There is a Nobility Ogre now. Like your Amazing. conquista guy, your conquista guy is awesome. Your conquista ogre, conquista ogre, um, <laughs> is is awesome. But this guy is is nobility. He's got the puffy yeah. trousers. He's got the hat. He's got the feathers. He's he's just done. It's just they've nailed it. Um, and as soon as that becomes available for just retail, I mean, I, I, because of their prices, that's going to be like ten pounds. Like nobility ogre, complete. Like just genuinely mission complete. So I've got those guys. I'm going to start painting them up soon because that's going to be my little. That's just going to be my little palette cleanse. Um, nice. But yeah. yeah, I need them. To... <laughs> I was going to use the. I was going to use those as um my like journeyman and extra lineman for my team. So I do need them to arrive because I need a journeyman for my league. <laughs> oh yeah, have you played any more league games since we last recorded? No, I've been really bad in attendance. You know. Uh, I haven't, um, I haven't made it yet. But as we go, as the first stage of this uh, restructure enters group consultation, my work will—I I won't be able to do anything. So I should be able to just start coming to club again on a Tuesday, which will be pretty wicked. Because I'm looking forward to busting out the Black Orcs. Because um, I just, yeah, I think Black Orcs are great. I mean, I had a great time with Snotlings, but for League, I want to see what the Black Orcs are all about. Uh, we've given it a good run with nobility. It's Black Orc time. Anyway, BT, shall we talk about Sandbowl? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, let's take a little break and we'll be right back. Okay, before we move on to Sandbowl 3, I just wanted to say that Alessio Cavatore was actually in The Return of the King as a Rohirrim at the Battle of Pelennor Fields which is awesome. pretty cool. They can be seen near the Mumakil. Peregrine Took goes searching for Merioduk, Brandybuck among the... Yeah. So he just goes... Oh, I, they're also on the base of the Games Workshop Mumak miniature, which is awesome. Imagine oh, that. Oh, yeah. I think I heard that when they sculpted it. They were just like... Here's Alessio. But seriously, <laughs> like, what a dream job. 
what we're going to get you to do is build a miniatures game based on the Lord of the Rings movies. You get to be in the movie. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, Alessio, I salute you. You've done it right, mate. The token of tabletop. <laughs> and he's just an absolutely awesome man. Anyway, so Sandball happened. Now, we talked about it for a couple of episodes, but the breakdown of Sandball was that you had to take one star player, could be in your starting 11, so you did not have to get 11 players before you took stars. And uh, what was it, 1,200 TV, Ben, in the end? Uh, yes, yeah. yeah, it was. So 1,200 TV had to have one star. I do like this. Like, we've talked about different tournament like metas and, and the formats at the moment there's kind of a, starting to be a big divide between no stars all stars it's really quite interesting but the key here is that sandball's always been about the star players which makes sense because in the old edition there was a lot of times you wouldn't see them in the new edition there's a lot of times you don't not see them so it's it's interesting so sandball stuck with it and it did mean that we got to see a ton of star players on the day which i think we'll probably talk about as we go through it but bt Talk me through your list, if you can. Yeah, so I took Nobility. Oh, sorry. Yawning. Um, I took Nobility. Um, I wanted to try them in tournament, and I'm glad I did, because they're really good fun. Um, I took... Uh, the star I chose was Zug, and I pretty much took him as a flat upgrade to an Ogre. Um, then I went for the two Blitzers, four Bodyguards two throwers and two linemen um and two rerolls and yeah pretty sure that was a full team um and just a bunch of like i think a couple of cheerleaders uh but yeah it was um it was i think i think it was a solid list um from playing the games it was it felt solid nobility start with a lot of skills and when you can upgrade the ogre to have block and no bonehead that's pretty solid so yeah, it's I I I really enjoy playing it. It was a it was a really cool build. Um, getting one skill per at the beginning of each game was really interesting because you and I talked about mm -hmm. this being a really good, potentially a really good way to do a sevens tournament because it very much mirrors seven super series and it works yeah. brilliantly in sevens. And we kind of thought I don't know how it's going to work for elevens. Um, the the key thing there is that you sat down with your opponent and you chose your skill at the table. Uh, which was very bad for me uh, because it just meant that I sat down and they were like, hey, what team are you playing? And I was like, Snotlings with Hackflem. And they said, oh, cool, I'm going to take Tackle, uh, yeah. which, <laughs> which was really, really fun. Um, but it did work out. Now, I got to take Snotlings with Hackflem. So I had two Trolls, a Pump Wagon, uh, two Blingers, uh, because why not? Two Runners, two Hoppers, one, two, three, four, five, six Snotlings, Hackflem, Four rerolls, an assistant coach, uh, two bribes, and riotous rookies. So I went armed to the teeth with the little guys, and it was awesome. And because I was tier three, I could take two normal skills or one double every round. So I just went to town with some crazy stuff. It was absolutely wicked. I loved the team, had a great time with the team, and it was a really cool thing. So, Ben, you and I set off nice and early. We got the ferry across i was going to drive the ferry across but you did point out that that was a terrible idea it was much quicker easier and cheaper for us to just not do that so we didn't do that then miltonio banderas picked us up from the ferry station which was wicked uh it was awesome yeah it just went smoothly. it was like oh man all that yeah. I, I loved it 
that is cool. I was like, what are we going to do today? Well, we're going to go play Blood Bowl abroad. It was very, very, yeah. very cool. So who did you get first match? Who was your first match up against? Right. Um, so we've mentioned him a lot on this podcast. Uh, Wayne. Oh, Wayne Peters. Yeah. Wayne. Uh, Poor Shank Redemption. Yeah. yeah. So Wayne was the winner of Beachhead. He was also the winner of Bonehead 2021. 20, uh, or Bonehead Bowl. Um he is a very good player. Um, He's not bad. Matched, yeah. <laughs> I got matched up against his Chaos Dwarf team um, on round one and thought, right, okay, I guess I'm not winning this tournament then. <laughs> well, you, your last competitive Blood Bowl game was against Wayne, wasn't it? At the last yeah, round. Both, both of us. On the top game. table. Yeah, it was the final at Bonehead. Um, so yeah, we went from that straight into a rematch in the next tournament game. Yeah, so we did, and we did find that really fun. Um, and yeah, so it, but yeah, he's such a lovely guy. Um, he's he's really good fun to play against. He really, really makes you think. And for me, playing ability, which is still fairly new experience, especially in a tournament setting. Yeah, it. Yeah, that was that was tough. And he took Morgan Hackflem on a Chaos Dwarf team, which his, was just his like, team was wicked. He, was, he, yeah, down brand new video game, and you just like it's got like a nightmare difficulty setting, and it's like, right, I'm just gonna pick that and go in. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Skip the tutorial, just gonna get a str- jump straight in on the hardest difficulty. Oh, it was, it was yeah, it was, it was awesome. So, how did the match play out for you? Uh, exactly as you'd expect. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't actually that bad. I think I'm trying to remember the score now. It feels like it was a really long time. It was only a couple of weekends. I think it was 2-1. It was 2-1. Yeah. I remember because he, I pressured him to score earlier than he wanted. He wanted to delay the... He, he received, and he wanted to delay it and just get the one turn. Uh, just get one touchdown and one turn. Mm-hmm. But I did force him to score, um, which led to me scoring in return. Um, I think I yeah I had a good play with basically I elfed it with the thrower and catcher with the blitzer and it was it was pretty epic. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I managed to pull it. I think it was two turns, two turn touchdown um, with an ability which felt really good because they're quite a bash team and ah, they team can grinding. definitely do it, man. The the, can, the blitzers yeah. are speedy. Yeah, and having um, catch in there is really good as well. They're 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 decent, man. Yeah. Um, it felt really fun, uh, yeah. But then on the receiving end, uh, when you're up against Chaos Tours and all they need to do is grind you down and score against you with Hackflem, it's not that hard. Morg comes in. I was going to say, backed up by Morg. Mighty yeah. Blow plus two is just—it's just so good. Like it seems really obvious thing to say out loud, but like it is just—it's better than you think. I ranked Morg what E tier in our star player tier list. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. In hindsight, pure fallout from the previous edition. I take everything back. I was wrong. This is a public public apology. Um, at the time, I just wasn't We're really sorry. Confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, that's BP, not BT. Um, <laughs> nah, that's that's cool. I mean, Wayne's a star nobility did good and 2-1 i mean that's that's not bad against chaos dwarves take, with yeah. hack phlegm and morgue run by wayne so yeah. yeah i mean 
that's cool. And the good thing about I think this is the thing about Wayne is you'll play him and and it's a game. You're like not like, oh, really? but it you're in it. And I, I don't know if he's doing it on purpose and or is I don't know, but it always feels like a competition with him, and it's awesome to be. And that's the cool thing about Blood Bowl is you can play and the guy who goes and wipes the tournament repeatedly you you got a chance you're in the game i think he might be just allowing you to feel that way um <laughs> but but i don't know it was it was wicked uh my first game was against boba fett's mum um also known nice. yeah Stuart. it was running orcs uh and it was a really cool build it was a cool team um what did he have it was grack and crumbleberry with a couple of goblins as well. It was awesome, but man, Grack just failed like four boneheads in the first half um, uh, and a couple in the second. Grack did a rubbish job. I felt so bad for Stuart on this one. Now, I. You hate on a star, right? When you pay for the star and they just don't do anything. Well, you're just yeah. like bonehead, fine. I'm going to lose him a couple to three turns of the game, you know, but not like six turns. And I kept bombing, yeah. but I just bombed the hell out of him. That was my my strategy was like I'm just going to put this flinger here and throw it at your guys and I just kept bombing Grack into the ground so he'd bonehead he'd stand up and then I'd just bomb him into the ground the next turn and just just kept like throwing bombs at him just so that he, it kept him out of the game and it really did help. Um, I pulled off some horrific shenanigans in the very last turn of the first half with Hackflem, um, like. I just just snotlinged everywhere. I used guys one on one, used TVOP to my advantage, like, you know, one snotling on a black orc, that's me maxing my TV by six. And just had a great time with that. And then just swarmed, like literally just ran over, mobbed the ball carrier, hooned it up the other side of the pitch, and then just with a couple of cheeky four plus four plus moves with Hackflem, um, bounced into two tackle zones. You know, he's edge two plus with extra heads. That's minus two. That's a four plus roll uh, with a re-roll and then picked up the ball on a four plus and just three plus two plus himself to a, to a turn eight touchdown in the first half, a defensive touchdown. I was like, well, that was that was filthy, but it was worth the shot. Like, And this is the thing, like, I love snotlings, but you give me a gutter runner and... I will try stuff that shouldn't work. And sometimes yeah. it works, right? Most of the time it doesn't. But people never remember the time these things just don't work. I've got a great one of those against Wayne later on. Um, but, you know, sometimes you just roll a couple of fours and you're like, ah, oh, well, you know, I've got to try this now. Might as well. It's turn eight. Let's go see if I can just walk in there and he's got the ball and he's out of the cage and can he get a rush? And he, oh, I've got a touchdown. It was pretty wicked. So we went 1-0 up. Then I received, which just led to me... Um, pile driving my way around. Now, it wasn't pile driving, but what I did do, uh, it wasn't in this game. So, her first game was two regular skills because I'm stunty and I just went, did I, I think I, I just went guard, guard on the trolls. Mm -hmm. uh, was it guard, guard? No, it was guard and pile pile driver on the, on the pump wagon. Right. Hear me out. Okay. Pile driver allows you to make a foul. The pump wagon has got dirty player. Guard gives you assists on fouls. Having a million players gives you assists on fouls. So what it allowed me to do was open up with a cheeky blitz with the pump wagon and then just go three die block into a foul with plus two, plus three. And I was like, boop, boop, boop. There's a blitzer gone. So, uh, you know, I ended up removing a couple of blitzers and a thrower early on uh, with to KOs. And, and I was like, ooh, I've now got basically double the players. Like, it was, it was cool. Uh, 
pump wagons in. It's just great. It's just great. Um, and then just ground it out. Uh, just spent a lot of time bombing things and just punching things and snotlinging things and snuck a, a second TD in there with snotlings and went two zero. I was like, hey, that was that was. I felt nice. dirty about the hackflem thing, um, but I was like, actually, my my strategy was to one on one match up and just try and use dodge to stay alive. And um, mm-hmm. oh, this is the thing, though, Stuart, bless him. It failed a million boneheads with Grack and then could not break Snotling armor. Like, oh, it was just, I felt so bad. It was just, and that's a four, and that's a four, and that's a four. I even was like, if you want to borrow my dice? Like, do you want to borrow some more dice? Do you want to use a D20? Uh, it just, I couldn't get it. It was really tough, which just meant that I lost like nobody. And I just had a million snotlings. And a million snotlings is a great way to play Blood Bowl because it means that... Honestly, yeah, yeah, it's just proper like, horde gameplay. Um, my, my, my goal was to do the uh, dirty player pile driver as much as possible on the day, but also get as many two-dice snotling blocks as I could. And that was mm. kind of my strategy with the guard troll there and just a million people. I was like, yeah, let's take a two block on this blitzer and knocked him out with a snotling. And it's just, it was just, yeah. it was just, it was it pretty cool. Down, yeah. It, yeah, it was yeah. really good fun. And uh, snotling's just got such a great defense. And then the thing is, when it all goes to hell, you can just throw a dude, you can just throw a snotling. So I was like, right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw a snotling at the cage and then I'm going to bomb it. And it was just, and then I'm mm. going to blitz with this pump wagon. And it, <laughs> it was just like, it was it sounds good. A fun. It was it fun, but I and I've got to say, you and I tried to film a YouTube game, and because Snotlings were pretty full on, and it'd been a while since we played on the tabletop, we sacked off the filming because we were like, no, we've just messed up so many rules here. Yeah, what we did do is, I mean, I got to play with Snotlings, and I meant I sat down, and I was like, yes, I actually know what this team does, and it was cool. Yeah, so, so yeah, I, I, I felt pretty good winning with Snotlings. Um, the first round uh and then it was round two so this is a four round tournament ben who did you play in the second uh, round? This round was chris uh there is not much to say about this game um i he was playing orcs um i took dodge on my um blitzer so i had guard on a bodyguard took dodge on a blitzer so i had blodge um he had two guard uh and yeah i uh played a couple of turns then lost like four players and then played a couple more turns another like three players went out um by the end of the first half i was down to two players um i think one came on knockout uh so i had i think yeah second half i had three players on the line of scrimmage uh and then a couple of turns in they were all gone and i got pitch cleared by <laughs> For the second uh, halfway oh, through the second, man. that is just uh, I couldn't believe it because you were playing kind of diagonally behind me, and I was like, Oh, they're, they're half time. Like, no, mm. you were like, Now we're done. It's like, What happened, yeah. man? You're like, I have no team left. It was just every block was a player down, and every armor roll broke it, and every injury was either a casualty or a knockout, just all the time, all day long. But that's the, all 11 players, that's just an unbelievable. <laughs> I was straight away. Oh, what happened? I remember this now. Um, so I did a kickoff, and the ball scattered onto the troll, which was on the line of scrimmage against Zug, who caught the ball. <laughs> so the, tr- the ball scattered onto the troll. He caught the ball, 
then first block of the game was against Zug and he killed him. <laughs> he killed like, Zug? He killed Zug. Oh my yeah. god. He just straight up, he just took a block on Zug after catching a ball and killed him. And then he scored with the troll. Well, you love trolls, so, so that must have been like fine for you. Yeah, to be fair, it was like what I was saying to him is like these are the games you remember, and the reason we play Blood Bowl is from the memorable experiences. Oh, I will never forget. There's a hell of a narrative there. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, he's got a model, like a medal, onto that troll now because <laughs> you again. Um, yeah, it was oh. it was an insane game. Um, never, I've never had that before where I just get absolutely wiped, especially in a tournament. Um, but yeah, there was just, it was just an uphill battle. Oh, actually, sorry, one more memorable, one more memorable case. There, were, I had two players left. I had a blitzer in his half. I had a thrower surrounded by everyone except one square, fully surrounded. The ball was in my half with two tackle zones on it. Um, it was loose. My turn. My thrower dodged out of this surrounding. So I think it was a five plus dodge, four plus dodge, or three dot plus dodge. Ran round, picked up the ball on a five plus. Threw it long bomb on a six plus to the catcher who caught it. <laughs> on a on a four plus, he was in a tackle zone and then blitzed out and then failed the blitz and fell over. And oh died. man! It was like the the thrower just did everything right. Just rolled everything, gave it to the blitzer who caught it, but then failed to actually move out of there. Um, <laughs> I don't feel quite so bad about Hackflem now. Yeah, it's. It's like all of the all of the dice seem to be like fives and sixes for the whole game. Um, just everything, like nothing failed, um, except from like because I I didn't get the blocks in because my players were being removed. <laughs> so <laughs> all the armor rolls were really hot. So oh, man, that's yeah. that's that's just so fun. Um, mm. Right, I went into round two on table two, and I ended up playing this guy called Rick, uh, who was running Underworld. He was actually running. Wayne's he's one of Wayne's friends so he was running Wayne's underworld team from Bonehead Bowl I was like this nice. team looks very familiar now Rick was very hungover on the day because uh, <laughs> they'd all come across the night before been drinking and then come to play Blood Bowl and I don't know man like Blood Bowl sober can be pretty tough but uh, Blood Bowl hungover <laughs> is pretty horrific now this was an underworld build, an underworld build uh, with Varag like Varag and a rat ogre so proper hench build up and um again i just i got really lucky with some die rolls and really lucky with some removal um and what skill did i have? i think i took the guard again on a troll and uh accurate on a bomber oh accurate Ooh. it was awesome bombs man they are so good because it's just a three plus bomb for a short range yeah. one and i'm running four rerolls so like if it goes horribly wrong it's fine but actually an accurate bomb is fine most of the time so it's a four plus short bomb now at, do so, you struggle with the movement though no and this no? is no this is what i uh, after this game after the orc game i was like actually what might be fun is running a fire team of bombardiers right both on the pitch one moves while one bombs and then they move the next round. But actually, it was fine because there was always a target. Um, now, going into this, like the bomb was great, but then Varag decided that he just hated the bombardier. So the Varag just started trying to pound my bombardiers into the dust, which was fine because the bombardier, 30k. Varag, what, 250? 
I was like, that is a trade-off I'm all right with right now. Like that's okay. Uh, and it yeah. just, it just, it just meant that actually I could focus on, on defense and turning over the ball and just absolutely snotlinging my way through things. And um, you just, the great thing about snotlings is there's generally always a dude nearby that can just take a couple of two plus dodges onto the ball. So you know, every night, like most of the time, if the ball is loose, you're looking at two plus two plus four plus. Oh, I've got the ball now, and it's just like phenomenal because there's a million of them, and um, it was just carnage. So I think we went into the beginning of the second half. I, I was either two nil or three nil up, just because <laughs> it it gone it gone so well. Because I was like, and the pump wagon takes this guy out, and the troll spats this guy, and then I foul this guy with the snotlings. Like it was just these snotlings were out for revenge. And I don't know who'd upset them, but it was pretty brutal. And just well, do so well. That's such like a top tier team. Uh, um, I think Varag w- was a bit of a liability. Uh, no, that's okay. not fair. I think Varag is very easily countered by Snotlings because he can't dodge much. So and and the difference between Varag and uh, a human lineman is nothing when you are fighting a Snotling. Uh, yeah because exactly. it's, it's three dice so it's it's like yeah. okay you're gonna get three dice he hasn't got a tackle i'm probably gonna be fine and i'm gonna sidestep myself into a place where i want to be and that's what yeah. it was most of the time and the rat ogre man so i just had a wonderful time with the rat ogre absolutely brilliant time snotling leading him around it's, yeah, it's just we saw this at Bonehead Bowl. So I saw what the guys did at Bonehead Bowl to like bloodthirsters um, and yeah. stuff and, and just was like, this is, that's really good. Like it was literally, I was sitting there. Uh, I was Tom Hardy. My finger was up and everyone could see the words, that is bait. And yeah. uh, and they were, you know, 15k for a snotling to then lead the rat ogre astray. So I had the rat ogre on the right wing, just chasing mm-hmm. snotlings around the sideline. And Varag on the left-hand side just pounding Bombardier into the dirt. And that meant that the, my other 11 to 12 players could then focus on the Underworld guys. And it's not difficult to get good blocks against Goblins. You know? Yeah, I know. It's, it's that real struggle with the frenzy big guys, isn't it? Because you, you choose where you go and then you just yeah. lead them around. Side they step. have to go two it's in just the direction great. you want. So I had a yeah. wonderful time bombing things. Um, I mean... And it went into the third half. And at that point, Rick was like, yeah, I'm just going to kill stuff now. I was like, that is absolutely fine. So Varag spent most of the second half chasing Hackblem around and just just trying to murder him. Like, literally, it was like three die, three die, three die. And Hackblem would not go down and would not die. Um, it was it was a cool match. It was a cool match that I got some really lucky breaks in the first half. And you just a couple of key die rolls with snotlings and then they run away and the thing is like you're like okay i've got a snotling in the backfield with the ball that's fine i can tackle him except you're based everybody's based mm. all of the time by snotlings you, you never have a free player and you know with swarming you've always got more players than them so your ball carrier and the guy who's stunned you still got 11 on 11 and you get removal because you've got the bomber, because you've got two trolls, and because you've got a dirty player pile driving um, little pump wagon who's just running around, just blitzing stuff for the lols. It was good. It went really well. 
going to be so happy to see you doing so well with Snotlings. You're just like, is Ben, is ben going to win this? It's not- I was really happy. I was like, oh, cool. I'm 2-0. That's great. I've achieved the Snotling goal now. I'm 50%. That's 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 wicked. I don't really mind what happens the rest of the day. Um, I was I was chuffed after one win. I was like, don't mind. Yeah. I just, you know, I go to a tournament. I'll bring the softest team available just to throw off the casualty ranks because it's funny. Like I did this at Birmingham rule. I took ogres just to really just give people casualties and ended up going one, one and one on the day. And I was like, Hey, ogres are great. Uh, Snotlings with Hackflem, they are even better. So it was a great game. Rick was awesome fun to play against. Uh, then it was lunchtime and um, mm-hmm. had a very nice pizza. Like uh, we played at this hotel. They had the order. I've been on a really big, I've been dieting like really well recently getting ready for the wedding lost nearly two stone in a couple of months which is cool thank you yeah and uh on the day i was like nope you know what i'm gonna it's gonna i'm gonna have food today it's gonna be great and um had a really nice pizza what did you have for lunch i think i had a burger yeah it was it was a, it was a nice little hotel actually wasn't it yeah, I, it, was I, it was a really good venue it was just like in a function room there were some really nice comfy seats yeah yeah it was great yeah I did order a tea and I never, I never did get it, but that was in the middle of game three and everything was very stressful. So I don't know where that went, but that's okay. Now talking to game three, Ben. Um, so you went O two, and then uh, yeah, O two, and then game three was against humans. Um, and Felna. I yeah, I think I won that. You did win that one. Got- yeah, was it 2-1? It was 2-1, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that being quite exciting because it was like, you know, OG humans against the new the new humans on the block. Um <laughs> and yeah, it was it was a really interesting game. He um the I would say the dice were in my favor, but I think at this point a lot of it was the nobility control. I remember taking a picture of I think it was in the second half and I had pretty much formed a wedge in the pitch where I'd pretty much locked his team out from getting to my team with bodyguards. So I was using like the stand firm and the fend. Um, I had Zug positioned in the middle who pretty much just clobbered whoever managed to break through. And I pretty much moved my team up as a wedge with the blitzers leading the charge and holding the ball. Um, and so it's, it's really strange. I kind of like got, I got the blitzers around him and then kind of broke through and then pushed his team to the side. I just cleared the whole center of the pitch, um, which felt really satisfying to do. So I was just like, right, if I put Stan firm there, yeah, get through. He just cannot get through. And if he does get through, he's got Zug in a tackle zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got one there. Well, even, yeah, he, I, like he, the only way he's getting through is if he's dodging. Um, or he knocks me down, you know, the, yeah, Zug. So... It's kind of just like I just had a constant threat, and I think it caused quite a headache. Um, but it was no, that that was the game where I really felt, you know, this is why I liked nobility. Um, they're just really, really, you can do some cool stuff. Yeah, they are. It's it's a it is kind of a unique feeling team. Like they are mm. really powerful on defense. Like yeah, you just I love it so much. It's they they were so much fun to run on the the fumble league, and it's just they're really powerful. And you, it kind of something sometimes they just click, and you end up with this formation, and you're like, I'm I'm good, like I feel good mm-hmm. about this. Like I feel like I'm playing orcs now, 
with combat skills. It, it's it's decent, man. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what star um, your opponent was running? Yeah. Peter Griff, Ooh. which was really interesting because my bodyguards were really good against Griff. Stay <laughs> firm, just, wrestle. They went straight for him and wrestled him down. <laughs> like I just I just kept pulling him down, and there was a time when um, I think I just tagged. Yeah, I I tagged him with someone. I think I just kept tagging with like a lineman or something. Maybe it was no, no, it was a bodyguard. I just kept tagging with a bodyguard, and if he blocked him, I wrestled him. If he, he he dodged away sometimes, but like, and then I just went to someone another bodyguard. That's that's why I liked having four of them because there's always someone to run after Griff and wrestle him. Yeah. Um. Sometimes it did mean I didn't block uh, Blitz with Zug, which is what I was trying to do each turn because you know getting a yeah. strength five blitz is always a, really a good. good crack at removal there. Yeah. Um. But. I often found it's just way more advantageous to make sure Griff wasn't doing anything stupid. Yeah, and that's okay. So, and I think there's a level up element when it comes to your Blood Bowl where mm-hmm. you're like, all right, I made five activations, maybe six activations this turn and I haven't blitzed, haven't needed to, and that's fine. Like, I'm okay with this. Yeah. Like, I don't even need to make this block. Like, let's just actually let you try it. Like, because it's going to be too... Yeah, it's... it's And nobility really helps teach that. Because they're like, mm-hmm. okay, I've got my counters. I've played my bodyguard in defense mode. Let's uh, see if you activate my trap card. And it's 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 a really fun way to play Blood Bowl. And I think it helps you. It really helps you positioning with your positioning. Um, yeah, I learned a lot from playing them for that reason. I didn't learn quite so much from playing Slan, um, except you know, I believe I can fly is only going to work fifty percent of the time. But you know. I- it's wicked. So ended up winning that one two one, Ben. Yeah, yeah, it was a good game all round. Uh okay. So I went in on uh table one in the third round against Prime Rack, which was a guy called Mark, I believe. And um this was Dark Elves. So I was I was thinking, oh geez. Uh all right, that's cool. Like I've 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 had my fun today. This is all right, like, you know orcs and underworld they've got vulnerabilities dark elves do not this was a such a good roster this was a very cleverly thought out roster and i didn't appreciate it till i started setting up dark elves with acorn you're like yeah fair enough use an acorn because it's the cheapest star player so you can max out the actual dark elves that element absolutely got it but mark had thought one step further and this i love knew there was going to be light teams knew there was going to be underworld and stunty so we took two assassins okay okay knew there was going to be because you know war dancers uh hack blem with dodge just stunty players with low armor stab is superb (laughs) so his roster was was four blitzers a witch elf two assassins and stuff at with with acorn and it was awesome like because obviously i'm deploying and i'm putting snotlings on the line because you put your rookies on the line because they're there just to die and you can sidestep them around but you know what i made a big mistake that was i shouldn't have done that i should have tried deploying the trolls i should have gone heavy on the line against him because i didn't even think about it and then all of a sudden the the snots were just dying like literally being knifed to the face i was like ooh. Ooh, I hadn't considered this. It was really well, but also a really clever read on the meta and not something I had considered. But I think Dark Elves are sweet and if you're gonna be up if you're gonna be in an event where there is a lot of dodge and a lot of low armor and a lot of stunty, this is a genius play. Genius. 
Um, so I can't remember if I kicked or received, but I ended up scoring at the end of the first half. Uh, just standard snotling things. I don't I don't think it was Hackflem in the first half. I think it was just regular snotlings just marching down there and doing some dodges. I went on. A, we both went on a bit of a removal frenzy. The first four turns, uh, it was just each turn one or two of the other players was was gone, which benefited me a little bit. So when it came down to it, I think there was about four or five dark elves on the pitch, and it was very easy for me to just like wander into the end zone. Um, but it was just the bomb would take out a couple of people. His assassins would then take out a couple of people. It, it, we had obviously had a, a tackle blitzer at this point because I sat down and said I was playing snot things and he just already got his little blue token out, uh, which is the right thing to do. Um, what did I take? So by this point, I had two guard trolls. Uh, there was no skill stacking. So I had the pile driver pump wagon and had two accurate bombardiers which was a lot of fun so the, the the kind of second half revolved around his assassins trying to kill my bombardiers which was great it was really good fun because they'd bomb him and then they'd get up and they'd stand next to him and go for it was, it was really quite entertaining uh, but i went one nil and uh, our game ran on a little bit longer than everyone else's in round three and it was the end of the second half when we had like half a dozen people standing around watching this watching the end of our game and it was a turn 16 draw for the dark elves i very nearly held out for a one nil uh, i got really lucky with a ton of casualty rolls and just i mean dark elves are great but when there's six of them against 13 snotlings it's really yeah. tough um but you know titchy doesn't give the minus so they're still dodging around you know on twos uh, it's, it's pretty good it was a great game and i got some luck in there and he got some bad luck in there and i think if i played a bit tighter i could have capitalized on it but i, I going in and i was like oh you know what i got a draw against dark elves i'm happy with that uh and i was happy with that it was great and it was cool for everyone to pile around it was a really wicked moment like wayne had finished his game and the guys were just standing around like watching the last three turns of the game and i was putting off some snotling shenanigans to try and stack it to make him right and he did get like the the blitz dodge dodge go for it go for it into the end zone for a turn 16 equalizer it was a really cool moment and mark played brilliantly and it was just a weird game like it was just carnage that first half like there was like nine, ten players out. I was like, ooh, ooh this is, uh, <laughs> this is, yeah, it was just, um, he took out a troll as well. Well, I think I might have taken out a troll. I think yeah, I might have just both, yeah. both downed, <laughs> both. Actually, I lost a troll in every game apart from the first one. Like, got a. That's Do you remember regen? Yeah. Uh, uh, I did. Uh, it didn't work. Wow, um, yeah. yeah. Got a troll knocked out in the second game. And this one, I got casualty troll and uh, the regen just did not work. Mm. it was carnage but yeah. it was a really good game it was proper stressful and that's where i forgot my cup of tea in the third round because we had to take a break at half time i was like that's cool i'm gonna go get a drink and we sat back down at, and it was just it was real thinky and it was so satisfying like to, to yeah, I, did, I did see you across you were sat across for that one uh i did i did i did notice you looking really intensely on that one. Oh, it was just yeah. it was just really good fun it was really good fun and I was like, yep, yeah, this is representing the Snotlings well here. And they did me very proud. But I just, it's just bombs and numbers. Like, it's proper World War II Soviet technique. And it works great. 
Uh, it was just, it was brilliant fun. It was brilliant fun. So I was feeling pretty happy going into the last round. By this time, Milton had smashed face with his Norse and had just 3 0'd somebody, um, which was pretty cool. In fact, Milton was doing very well at this point. Wasn't he? I think he lost his first round. Where are you, Milton? Oh, no, uh, he, he won 4 1 in his yeah. first round. Yeah. Then, yeah, with his Norse. Yeah. Then he, oh, his second round, he lost 2 0 against Mark, who I played in round three. His round mm -hmm. three, he beat Halflings 2-0, um, which I think is reasonable to expect that. And then, yes, yeah, and then it was round four. So, BT, who did you get in round four? Oh, uh, yeah, I had Ooh. a fumble legend length. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Lemph on is, he's fairly well known on the online scene, isn't he? Um He's played five five and a half thousand matches in Fumble. Jeez. Um, pretty veteran coach. Uh, and he was, you know, bringing out vampires on tabletop. Um, Which was really interesting. It was, yeah. It was really good to see because, you know, vampires did get did get a short stick uh, in, in this edition. Um, but he actually did it very well, and I think I got another. I think I got the short end of the stick by playing them in round four, when he was able to put pro on all of them, because um, that really helped. Uh, and it, he just played it so well against nobility. Like he wasn't too familiar with nobility them, with them being new and him being experienced. You know, you get into the mindset. You know, you know what to do to win. Um, but he still just absolutely smashed it. He. Uh, he kept um, hypnogazing like my um, my bodyguards, which oh, let him to get away with the 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 wrestle and stand firm being off. Yeah, so he had Cheney as well. So I really messed up by putting one of my new guard bodyguards uh, two squares from the sideline, thinking he'll be all right. He has stand firm, <laughs> and then he got hypnogazed and blitzed from the side by Cheney, and he just went straight out immediately. Um, so that was already just like, ah, uh, yeah, I forgot that's a thing that can happen. Um, and yeah, he, he was just, he just made some really good plays. It was a long game. I know we were definitely the last to finish. Um, by the end of the second half, we had to speed bowl it with a uh, two minute timers. And that was actually really exciting. So it was a proper thinky game all the way through because you know, it, it was, I definitely had the upper hand in terms of team quality, I think, because Nobility, I think, are just better than vampires. There's a low bar um, there, Ben. Don't trip over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, man, Lemp as a coach is just an absolute thinker. It's, um, it's interesting really that you went speedball at the end, because from the looks of it, he won the speedball in May. Yeah, yeah, he's, he told me that before he started playing. He said he's had, he's had a bit of speed bowl, so I was a little bit loath to suggest it. With Skaven. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you also struggled a bit with, uh, <laughs> right, I'm going to roll from a vampire. Oh, no, pro. Oh, no, that passed. Okay, roll again. <laughs> like, yeah, to keep rolling. Um, yeah, so many dice. But uh, it was, yeah, I think I was a draw of that game, wasn't it? It was a one-all draw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a real struggle, um, but a really, really fun game. And I, I'm that was a good one to end on the day, I think, because I don't know if I could have handled one after that, because that sapped me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And he remained brain power from that day. Oh, man. So I went into round four, two and one. Uh, Wayne was 3-0, and then I believe 
Mark, who I just played, was 2-1. And I think there was potentially somebody else who was 2-1. I believe because of my touchdown difference, I was in second place at this point. So naturally, I finally got paired against Wayne. Now, I'd never played Wayne. I've met him loads of times. Lovely guy. But we got to sit down and play the game. And first of all, his team was gorgeous. It was uh, Grebo Cats. Mm -hmm. who were named yeah. after his cats that he'd had through his life. Uh, two of them are called yeah, Tiff or Tiffany. Huh? And painted up. He painted yeah. them the same cats as well, which I thought awesome was really Awesome nice. team. Like, it was just so lovely. Um, but yeah, not a not a, not an awesome matchup. Uh, one, because uh, it's Wayne. And two, because it was Chaos Wars. Now, Chaos Wars with Hackblem and Morg. <laughs> uh, so he had, a, I think it was six Chaos Wars with Tackle and then gave Tackle to a Hobgoblin. I was like, mm. this is ropey. By this point, I've got my two guard trolls. I've got my pile driver pump wagon. I've got two accurate dudes. I've got two two sprint, three sprint or sure feet guys that were just there to just try and maximize the speed. And this was, I was not expecting much from this game at all because I was like, this I is... Remember, I remember when the, 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 yeah. um, the pairings were announced and it was like... <laughs> Right, you're with Chaos Dwarves, and it's kind of like, ah, uh, oh, oh, yeah. So, uh, sat down. I mean, it was great. And um, he, I think he, either, I can't remember if he kicked or received, but uh, I think he might have received actually. And I nearly got a defensive touchdown. Um, basically, I, I just pinned his team back by throwing Snotlings there and led Morg astray with one dude i bombed a bunch of other guys just because that's my strategy here uh troll got taken out really early on i think by morg and then in the backfield he had a couple of hobgoblins and hackflem and hackflem had the ball now i had a couple of hoppers who were free who'd just been mobbing the cage just to try and create opportunity end of my turn i'm like right you know what what we can do here is we can push hackflem one square further into my snotling trap uh, i was like i'm gonna go for three dice let's just see what happens triple pow wow <laughs> so it's turned like five or six of the first half i'm like right let's see if we can just push him back a bit i'll take it both down he doesn't have block like this is this is all right i've got like, this is going to be fine like worst case scenario hopper goes down he's still in two tackle zones powed hack blem down to the ground ball pops out i'm like this is and this is within scoring range so i'm like right hopper dodge to here and i failed the dodge with the dodge reroll one two hoppers don't have titchy so one two and the hopper failed bounced on the ball and then my team fell apart uh basically i committed everything i could to just trying to create that that turnover so i was like if i can get a turnover here and i'm receiving second half like this could be brilliant and this is it with snotlings you just put yourself in a position to have these odd little things and if they work out they work out and it's awesome this one nearly worked out I feel like I went all in, pushed it, nearly got there, didn't quite get the dice, and then Wayne just happened. Like, it was that it. It was at that point. I, all of my luck had gone into that, and because of the way I'd spaced my team out to tag all of his players to create that opportunity, it then left him with a load of one-on-one -on -one matchups with Chaos Dwarves and Snotlings. And you can get away with it when stuff doesn't have block and tackle, but when they do have block and tackle, they do not survive. And then it was just team gone, team gone, team gone. It it started falling apart. So it went into the second half, uh, touchdown down, which was fine. 
did progress up, had another go, had Hackflim in the bottom corner, nearly ready to score, and had just failed a couple of rolls, and he just started smashing face again. I spent the whole second half just throwing snotlings and throwing opportunities. It was much closer than I feel it had any right to be, and I, I, I did not expect to win that one at all, but I do feel proud that I think for a second I might have scared Wayne um yeah with that that's what oh my defensive touchdown with snotling i was like oh this is like no one expects the snotlings um which was which was amazing but no uh that that was i think every bit of my luck went into that one moment i couldn't quite see it through but i played too i played really aggressively with the snotlings all day because I just mm-hmm. didn't care. Like, I'm like, ah, Snotlings aren't meant to win. Like, I'm going to play aggressive, play to my outs, create opportunities. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It worked for a couple of times. It worked really well. And this one was really close as well. But I, because of the positioning and the team, it cost me so much to make an attempt that I couldn't yeah. recover from it. And uh, I had enough players. I got lucky with my KOs coming back on. Uh, so I had enough players to, to to stack up in the second half, but it was uh, it was a done deal at that point. I I tried the entire time to make the opportunity for a, for an equaliser, didn't pan out. Ended up losing 2-0, first loss of the day, and it was an awesome moment. And uh, it was it was just an absolutely brilliant day. Like it's the first time in a long time I've just played Blood Bowl, which was yeah. really nice. It was really yeah. nice. I could just focus on the puzzle i wasn't filming you know we weren't running an event it was just having a chat having a laugh and playing some games and it was just a superb experience um and when it came to the rankings i was what joint joint fifth overall in the end so wayne came first with 12 points then mark the dark elf came second rob and milton both finished at three and one Mm-hmm. So that's Rob who won the who won uh, Stunty with his snotlings. I was like, ah, oh. I think he was running Morg. Uh, then uh, joint fifth was uh, Matt Ben C and Bonehead Ben, who with all seven points. I had a good, I had plus three touchdown net on the day, and this I genuinely deserve. I think deserves a mention. Uh, guess what my casualties against was Ben? Uh, against. I'll tell you what, guess what my net casualties was for the day. Uh, I guess, I'm going to guess positive. No, no. Oh, okay. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, no, so no, no. Okay, I'll give you an uh, over-under. More or less than two Blood Bowl teams worth. Oh, my God. Um, more. Yeah, minus 25 on the day. <laughs> you still didn't get chocolate armor, did you? I don't think they do that armor. I don't think they do that award. I don't oh. think it would have been fair. Uh <laughs> The closest was minus 16 behind that. But yeah, no, uh, I just sold my Snotlings. Like, I play every team like Skaven. I know you guys have said this, and I did with the Snotlings. I played them like Skaven, and they died like Skaven for the greater good. Yes, yes. And it was wicked. But I finished with a plus three touchdown differential, which is what I was all right with, and a minus 25 casualty. It was, it was a great day. It was a great day. Milton, blooming one touchdowns with nine. Yeah. With yeah. Norse. I know. Yeah, plays on his home ground and he suddenly turns it out. I know. It's great. You can stay there. Yeah. <laughs> no, plus um, uh, Griff, I imagine, helped a bit. No, he, he had a good day as well. And it was wicked to see all those star players. I mean, Ben, 
overall, what was uh, how did you do? You did, 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 did. that well? No, it was only only one one, lost two, drew one. Uh, yeah, minus three TDs, minus eight casualty. I'm assuming that was game two where you just got yeah. destroyed. Uh, yeah, it's it wicked day. There were some great teams in there. I mean, Wayne obviously did a great job, um, and a couple of others. I really did want to pull out Gary. Gotta mention Gary. Came down from uh, Leicester legend. to play. Who he's just an absolute legend of a bloke. Anyway, was running Slan. And I cannot applaud him. First of all, team looked great. Team looked great. And he'd been building a Zinch team as well, which was mm -hmm. so cool to see because he bought them at Bonehead Bowl. And he was like, yeah, I've built it. I just, it looks so good. He's like, I just hope Games Workshop dropped rules for that. Oh, we need to start sneaking the Secret League rules in. Built that team. Um, had a tough day with Slan, though. Uh, ended up same as you with four points. Uh, but minus four casualties against minus eight. He did better than me with Slan. So that's yeah. good job, Gary. I mean, taking a, uh, a out of the, like a, he ran corn to the last one, and Slan now like Gary is going deep on Blood Bowl, and that is just I'm just so happy because that's exactly the right way to do it, man. It's wicked yeah. to see, and uh, I don't know, it's just an awesome day. Did you enjoy yourself? I did. Yeah, it's always Blood Bowl tournaments are always fun. They're always uh, a good laugh. And was there any yeah. uh, any watch outs there? Any learnings when it comes to stars and the meta? Um, well, yeah, I mean, Morg way better than I thought. Um, I think Hackflem really just needs to be toned down. I think we're going to see him in so many tournaments and so many teams um, because he just fills in a niche that so many teams need. Um, Hackflem is yeah. an amazing blitzer for Snotlings, by the way. I, yeah, I, I mean, like that. <laughs> I, 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 to I totally get why people take Glart now. Um, before I yeah. was like, he's just a subpar big guy. He's not. He's a he's your blitzer. I was blitzing was... with Hackflem all the time because I always had an assist. Yeah. Terrible idea to blitz with a no combat star player with Lona four plus. But I was like, I can blitz you with three die up, or I can blitz you with two dice and just risk it. And you know what? Did a great job as a blitzer. Yeah. Yeah. Um and obviously the cheeky one plus shenanigans is just uh makes the the gutter runner in me very happy. Uh, uh but all, all in all as well, I did really enjoy playing ability. I thought um really cool team. I think we're gonna see them do pretty well in tournaments. Um you've been compiling some data already I and have. it seems like um I think they come with just a really good tournament skill package from the get go. And then when you can start supplementing it with guard and blodge and things like that, it's it, they become really good. I think I've been contemplating other skills in them as well. You know, um, like things like tackle on the on the bodyguards. Can they take diving tackle? Is that general? That's agility. Uh, that's agility. I don't think I take that. Um, but just like, uh, yeah, it, it just because after you can just when when you can dictate things, it just becomes so much better. Um, I, I I love them. Yeah. I think they're awesome. They don't take much, and that's the no. thing. They don't take much, and uh, I'm, so I'm compiling loads of data from the from the NAF tournaments and stuff like that. I am nowhere near finished. Uh, I think I've got up to maybe June, but Imperial mm. Ability, 110 games, 44.5% win rate, which is fourth actually. 
they're ahead of dark elves um at, there's some interesting stuff coming out amazon's unsurprisingly sitting at 51 percent, and then underworld second with dwarves and then nobility and dark elves so that's your top five at the moment still got a load a load of tournaments to put in there um but i mean how many how many matches am i on at the moment called some let's just do this but yeah nobility are awesome and i like the way you took zug ben because it allowed you to still play nobility exactly if you like, played yeah. griff you'd be playing griff backed up by nobility but because you played zug you like you said you took an upgraded ogre and that means you got four good games of nobility in a tournament setting at one of them doesn't count because being pitched is weird shouldn't happen yeah. um Right, yeah, three thousand and fifty-four um, games so far on the sheet. Okay. Great, 100, nice, 100, and ten for nobility, and they won forty-nine of them. Um, that's pretty solid. That's where, pretty good. Where are my snotlings? Where are my snotlings? Where are the snotlings? Eh, not so good. Thirty-seven percent. Better than humans, though. <laughs> Suck it. Thirty-six percent. Humans surprisingly low. Uh, I think it's just the volume of matches. Um, and it uh, and the deviation. Yeah, I mean, Lizardman thirty-six percent at the moment. Wood Elves thirty-five percent. I think that's just. I think there's some anachronisms in the data that need to be worked out. Uh, OWA doing a great job with a forty-two percent win rate because they've only played yeah. fifty-four games. Slan, twelve games so far vampires but on gary uh, yeah yeah i don't think this even includes gary's data so that that's going to get better there's uh, at least 16 games of slan which is wicked um no it's cool the stars are, are potent you know really potent it it, it, mm. it changes things um there were definitely two types of player at this event and one was i'm going to run a star team with guys to support the star and i'm going to run a team that I also have a star on. I'd say that you and Mark with the Dark Elf team who took Acorn leaned heavily into, I'm going to play my team. I've got a star as well. And yeah. I think, you know, like uh, Wayne and, and some of the big star builds were like, I'm going to play. Actually, that's not fair. Wayne just took great stars with a great team and clever list building, like really good job. And it's not, I don't know. I went heavy with the team, but obviously Hackflem is just great. Um, Morgue would have yep. been fun, I think, but it would have cost me some stuff. And I don't know, Hackflame's cheap. I got to take everything I wanted. And yeah, I don't know. I yep. like it. I like it. Anyway, uh, talking of star players, we've had two corn star players drop. So, Ben, why don't we take a quick break and we'll, uh, we'll go through our cornucopia of corn rumors. and we're back so like we said at the beginning of the episode there has been two star players there have been two star players revealed max spleen ripper and Scylla and fingrim both of those are absolutely laden with corn symbols now we'll be realistic about this they could just have corn symbols on them because it's blood bowl and it's bloody and that's absolutely fine so we are going to start at the lowest tier of what the heck does this mean syndrome and we'll banter about that then we're going to go blood uh, we're going to go bonehead deep as well so ben we've got a couple of star player models that we've seen what is the most uh low-key reasonable thing you think that means uh oh okay reasonable um probably some kind of chaos spike 
I agree. I think that's pretty reasonable. Now we can, we'll we'll start easy and say that actually they aren't corn. This is not about corn. This is just about chaos. Scylla used to exist. Max used to exist. It's just coincidence. You know, we might see lewd grip next week and you know next month, and it will all be something different, and it's fine. Uh, and that could mean that it could be a unaligned chaos team, for example. Uh. Chaos Dwarves. Yeah, see, I that that could make sense, and that that does make sense. I I don't know as much. I've got a couple of questions which may change my mind. You should be you you probably be able to answer them. All right. Let's does go. did Max Spleen Ripper always be like corn aligned? Like obviously corn. Did he always be corn? Yeah, did he always be corn? That's did a question. Did he always be corn? I don't uh I don't think so. Let's have a look. Let's see. I've got yeah. the CRP here. Because old school. Right. Uh Max Spleen Ripper Chaos or Nurgle? Um mm. But that is because corn wasn't in the book. I assume he was also corn related as well. Is Scylla in this? Scylla's not. Like Lugrip is obviously like Slanesh, isn't he? Uh, and yeah. with a name Ripper, but like so much of generic chaos is all just violence, isn't it? Yeah. So who so, does who does corn hate? Is corn it Slanesh? Hates yeah. So it's corn hates Slanesh. Okay. So the fact that Max uh, can play for Nurgle doesn't mean anything then. No, not really. Okay. Corn and Nurgle take it on. All right. And fairly well. Yeah. Okay. So. So back in the day, was he a corn-related model? I don't think he was. He was just a weird uh, guy with a what would now be considered dubious hat, because uh, he was a little bit, you know, um, he looked like a redemptionist. Ben, I think is probably the best way uh, to say yeah. this. He looked like a redemptionist. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, that's as far as we'll go with that one. Yeah, that's as far as we'll go. Uh, so yeah, he, he the new model is very cartoony as well. Like he looks like Margin Boo with a hat, which I I do kind of like. Uh, it's a weird model, but I think it's reasonable to say that actually he was he could play for other teams. Like he could play for the Chaos teams. Now Chaos Dwarf, I think he's the most obvious one here. They land Chaos Dwarves with a few Chaos Star players who could. But actually, you know what? I don't know if they if he played for Chaos Dwarves in the old days. But yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking. Is also like they just don't seem that Chaos Dwarfy. Like Chaos Dwarfs, right? This is going to be my other question. They're not really like god aligned, are they? No, they don't. They tend to be their own thing. So they their own... yeah, they're old star players: Zarg, Mad Eye, Nobler Blackwart, Rushnak, Backstabber, who was a stabby hobgoblin, Grashnak. Who, oh man, if they, oh, come on, Grashnak, come on, let's have Grashnak. Uh, Thark the Unstoppable and Morgan Thorg were their choices. So they didn't get Scylla or Max no. Speed. However, with the whole favoured of tag, like it would make sense um, in the new world for them to get access to them. So Chaos Dwarves definitely one option. We're missing that team. At some point, that team should come out from Games Workshop. Um, what about Norse, though, Ben? What if they land Norse and allow them to have favoured of the I could see where we we've mentioned before about uh, I still firm on the idea of Slan becoming Slanesh I could see Norse becoming Corn. 
Um, oh, that I, I would that would upset. That would that was that would. Oh, oh, that would be ripples. It's one thing that they retcon Bretonians to have uh, pipes and beards. That's fine. Yeah. Um, because actually they didn't produce Bretonians, but they have got Norse in the teams of legend. I can see them they changing did. up some positionals. I don't know if they would re. Well, I guess if they kept the, I guess if they kept the positionals and just changed up the rules, it wouldn't be bad. You could still use your Norse team of old. They just do. Yeah, that, that they just do different stuff. They're kind of corn-ish. They they. It's just I just think they'd lean away from Norse just because they they kind of the lore is advanced sort of past that. Um, and you know references and connotations to real world things is always a little bit dodgy. Um, I think Vikings are always but... going to be a safe bet. I mean, yeah, true, true. I mean, obviously they were pillaging, raping monsters sometimes, uh, but the rest of the time they were just sea traders, honestly. So it was probably fine. Just you know, so uh, it, mm, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I I'm with you though. I can see G Dubs doing something different like that. I can see them retconning Norse, retconning the 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 corn team, as it were. Um, if they did Bretonia, which is such a solid core piece of Warhammer, Norse, I don't think they're safe. But they didn't get they didn't get rid of Bretonia. I guess they did because they were in Blood Bowl too. That's a really interesting one, like because mm. they didn't actually do any of the tabletop players dirty because they never sold a Bretonian team. But with the Norse yeah, team, sell a Norse team. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. Have they done? Have they done Norse on Made to Order? I don't think they have. Have they? I don't think so. Made to Order Norse Blood Bowl. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. So we haven't seen that one. Uh no 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 I don't think so. I don't and think they haven't done because that was a Blood Bowl one thing. So I think they might just sort of take both and smash them together. Same with Slan and Slanesh really. Oh wow, that would be that would be really interesting. I I mean that would upset the heck out of well, would that upset Milton? I don't know. He's just built a Norse team because uh he was like, oh, which one do I go for? Which one are Games Workshop more likely to do? Um, well, it turns out they're all getting knackered. Now, I mean, I don't think it is completely unreasonable for them to redevelop the Norse team as long as the positionals kind of match. I can see them adding yeah. positionals because they've done that to lizards. They've done that to hobbits. You know, they've, they've done it to a load of different teams. And I feel like that's fine. They haven't dropped any positionals. Like I, I do think that Norse could lose a couple of positionals. I've said this many times. Another one or two to Norse. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Why not? What don't they have? Uh, you know, um, you know. But if it came to Norse, uh, they, I don't know, man. Like Norse are a great team, but ooh. Now we're assuming then that they do go the chaos way and allow them to have favoured of, and at that point, you're just facing uh, dwarves light with Hackflam. Uh, in a tournament environment. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I feel like that's uh, on the end of reasonability. So let's 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 knock this up just a little bit of a notch. More unreasonable uh, suggestions that were floating around there was a redefined uh, Renegades team in a box. 
but uh, loads of people pointed out that that might not be the well that's unlikely because they're actually in the rule book as is yeah. um so i think that's probably fair but i was like actually what if they do a no like only a three spikes ago was a renegades one oh yeah but that was a different edition now ben yeah true that's uh that's done and that in that three spikes ago there was also underworld and underworld got yeah. got changed up a bit they got the rat ogre and stuff again adding positionals is fine you know actually chaos renegades turning them into an owa like team with a goblin sprue and a chaos sprue and potentially a human or an orc sprue or something like that probably not orc but you know that's kind of something that is a, a was was mentioned that could have been potentially something going on i don't think that's very likely though which makes mm. me very happy because i love renegades as they are it would be cool to add a, a dark version of owa like that'd be pretty interesting like and we'll see that i think as we go on like there's an elf one planned um and then yeah what if they just put together a chaos corn team not corn not demons of corn from bb1 not norse but like nurgle you know nurgle have a nurgle version of the chaos chosen roster instead of beastmen they've got the nurgly dudes they've got a beastman style player they've got the warrior style player they've got a big guy style player what if games workshop produce a corn team with the same fit okay they've got frenzy linemen you know kind of looking like norse they've got corn gores they've got corn warriors who maybe start with frenzy you know and then they've got a big guy that probably wouldn't be the bloodthirster would probably end up just being a minotaur um you know and that's probably fine i don't know what, I, what do you reckon hold on that why well, yeah that sounds really good that's like i mean i i love my corn team but it is a bit weird um i would love something like that with a bit of structure make it look visually quite interesting like i think one of the things i love about the nurgle team is just how cool it looks it's got such a good range of players um and it's quite satisfyingly fun to play and build rosters around so yeah i would i would really like that i i mean i don't think it's in the realm of impossibility i think this no, is i mean we've seen the nobility team the black orc team you know we've seen them create stuff and snotlings came in we've seen them do things and create things and I, there is definitely a gap in the market for a frenzy-based team from Games Workshop. We thought it might be Savage Orcs. I really hope we see a Savage Orc team at some point because that would just be wicked. If they took the Demons of Corn roster and basically made that Savage Orcs and then took the took a Chaos Chosen but Cornate version and had that as your corn team, then they could do a Slanesh team and a Zinch team because one, it's great for AOS parts. Two, it's big on brand identity. And gameplay-wise, you could do some very different things. And then the frenzy barbarian thing could be could be Norse. You could be really bang on with that one, you know, it, or Savage Orcs, because they've they've already kind of done that roster. And I don't know, man. I we're seeing corn star players, and I, I want to get really excited because I'm like, dude, they drop a corn team. I hope it's gonna be Chaos Warriors and some more and some marauder looking guys. Like this is just gonna be uh beefy armor power metal no. men like yeah. yeah like i want them to look like they're on the front cover of a man of war album um <laughs> yeah. you know like just he-man after dark like it could be 
awesome and and that would be just absolutely amazing like that for me is the top end of what i would love to see um the mm -hmm. bottom end is realistically these guys having these star players and it just being a chaos spike with no new releases except star players mm, we've made that sound really disappointing now we've yeah. got our hopes up well okay <laughs> I, I liked um right spike 11 best spike ever made the necromantic one we had yeah. some new stars we had a new wizard we had pitch rules we had league rules it was ju everything it was juicy best spike they've done so far 12 was uh, just because they had to which was the nobility and blackhawk one there was no new stuff in there at all really there, there might have been bull rules or something but there was nothing new in there if they drop i mean how would you feel if they drop spike 13 and it was uh four new chaos star players and some fluffy rules mm, i think i'd want more than that i would definitely want more than that um yeah it's like i i like if they if it is like a new corn team and they give all this background on like corn and blood bowl i think that would be really cool i'm i'm a huge corn fan i mean I'm referred to as blood tithe i gotta be yeah, yeah. so it's like yeah i just I, I love seeing that um it, it's 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 simple but it's simple pleasures isn't it just to have the uh the generic angry angry dudes <laughs> yeah I, I think it would work great so for me best case scenario here is they drop a new corn team and it is not the demons of corn roster i look right okay i i guess i gotta be really open and honest about this if i want a new team and if games workshop are going to produce a new team i'd kind of like it to be the 30th team not just the 29th team rebranded Mm -hmm. uh it was okay. it was cool to see brett's kind of changed up and brought in like that was good we lost a team but we gained a team like we actually gained a proper team and a different team we're at a point now where we've got this cool bunch of teams there's a ton still to explore and i would we've got slan and we've got corn on the outskirts if they brought in a new team and then allowed the player base to still have demons of corn i i would be really happy with that because there are going to be a bunch of players out there like yourself who've bought a corn team or who've uh, scratch built a corn team like Sam has and have done it because they love the play style. It would, it would be really, it would be fair enough if Games Workshop brought a corn team in that de facto replaced it and it was based around BB1 corn and, but it was just different. Like, but if they bring out a corn team that is corn but is not a replacement for demons, that would be the best thing for me. Because then we'd have 28 official games workshop teams and we'd have 30 teams in total because the corn team would still be eligible. If they bring out a new corn team that replaces the NAF one, we don't really gain anything. We gain a cool mm. box set. like. But I kind of want them, if they're going to make a new team, I want them to make a new rule set, I guess yeah but for now yeah, I, I mean it's it's more interesting for the game yeah it was definitely more interesting for us like if they if they produce this team and all it tends to be is human lineman at 50k one less armor but they got frenzy you know uh, a beast man kind of substitute and the chaos warriors have frenzy like that's enough of a play style difference from chaos that's powerful 
but it's more vulnerable than their if their agility is nerfed like there is a different way to play and it would definitely be a different option for chaos and it would be a different enough team but it wouldn't be wild and wacky that it would be so unchallenging for you to play against yeah and i don't know that that oh i really hope so I really hope so. I know I shouldn't, Ben. I know I shouldn't get my hopes up because what's going to happen? But I guess... The... Yeah. You never know. You never know until it actually arrives. If so... it actually arrives. It's blooming August and yeah. the last team came out in October last year. Uh, if, well, if you think about it, yeah. I mean... Oh, my... Yeah. Well, November, yeah, yeah, yeah. November, I guess, wasn't it? When the teams landed and everything. Um, yeah. Otherwise, the only new Blood Bowl releases we've had this year. Yeah, we haven't had any. Just the magazines. Well, Spike 11 came mm. out last year with the new star players. The models are trickling out. We still don't have Rumbelow. We're still waiting on Bryce Cambuel. And that's fine. They're not that important. Rumbelow is actually quite important. Uh, Rumbelow and Carl are a pretty good tag team. So we need that Rumbelow miniature, even though the Grebo one is actually pretty great. Um, so yeah, we've not had anything new for Blood Bowl this year. We've had Death Zone, which was wicked, uh, except for the half-built sevens rules. And there's people in our on the comments to uh, today's Theory Thursday still arguing about what where you can kick the ball, which really annoys me because it was fine before, and then they've just gone, ha, "We'll leave this bit out and make them wait till the November FAQ, and we probably won't even include it then." But what we will do is nerf a skill randomly. What is what skill is everyone enjoying at the moment? Hail Mary Pass, yeah. Yeah, we don't need that. No, I murdered that. Well, you know what? Accurate was even better. So their game is workshop. Um, <laughs> actually was. I wish running pass would work with it as well. I don't think it does, but that would just be sweet. Run along, throw a bomb. Like They should FAQ that. Uh, so if you're going to yeah. take Hail Mary away, let us use running pass on the bomb. But does it work? No, I think it's... it's a... I think it's a... Uh, throw a pass action whereas the bomb action isn't actually a pass action so it's like well, well actually no which makes me very sad because that would be a fun level up now you've killed hail mary anyway i've played snotlings most recently and bombs were good who knew mighty blow bombs boom so low bar for me would be a spike magazine that just had fluff but, but we've had the chaos fluff spike we've had the nurgle fluff spike we've had the renegade fluff spike so it can't be that, Ben. It has to be Norse, Chaos Dwarf, or a new team. Mm, yeah. What's, I your, think, what's I think, your money on? I think, honestly, now we've talked about it, I think... Mm, I, I think they'll do some... I think it'll be... An, I think it actually will be something new. Either new or rebranded. Like, I just think... I, I don't think it's going to be Chaos Dwarf. I genuinely really don't. Just the, the fact that they're, like, born and they weren't for Chaos Dwarf previously, mm. I think it'll be a really weird mix. I think if they're going to do a Chaos Dwarf spike, they would have done a Chaos Dwarf star player. Yeah, like a Hobgoblin or a Centaur or something that would have really got people jazzed up. This is leaning so heavily into corn that you... Yeah, you it, like, yeah. there's nowhere else for them to go. Unless it is a star player spike, which is something else that we haven't talked about. You know, Ripper and um, Crack and I, and Looney Boy, like they're all art we've seen. Verminator, we've seen him in Blood Bowl 3. The only other kind mm -hmm. of thing I was thinking is if they drop a star player supplement, 
where there's 12 star players in it and these are the models that are coming out and we're going to take four years to produce them for forge world like that's the only other thing i could see but i i just i don't think that's enough of a splash release for them a little bit like i think i'd enjoy reading it still because the star segments are some like one of the oh, best yeah. bits in the spike um so i still i have a good solid read of that but um yeah in terms of release it's a little bit just like yeah well it's because the star players come from forge world so there'd be nothing to sell in stores yeah, yeah that's true yeah it's like look at this magazine there's basically a brochure of models you can't really get yeah and yeah. that's it for me so We've got Ben here saying that this is going to be a new team, something new. And I think it's it's got to be some kind of corn team. Like I mm -hmm. personally believe it is going to be the Norse or Chaos Dwarf. It's just going to be the next team and they're going to sandwich these star players in there because, well, you know what? I'd still be excited about that. I'd be excited to see Norse and Chaos Dwarf brought into Blood Bowl 2020, brought into Season 2 because I think they'd get a little tiny change here or there. And hopefully potentially both of them for the worst a little bit um mm -hmm. like the teams of legend are just exactly the same team just just ported straight over i would like to see something change even if it's just a price increase or something to just change the team up um for both of them for for norse and for chaos dwarf and not because they're overpowered but just because it would every other team has kind of gone through some stuff they have to do differently and I think it's a yeah. really important part of Blood Bowl 2020 that you, you do that transition with the teams. You know, some of them got better. Humans got better. You know, their passing game, they've got a little dude, but now they can throw around. They got different. You know, Skaven, they lost the gutter runner passing game, but their thrower got better. They have to change up how they do things. Norse maybe losing some positionals chaos dwarf potentially and i think this would really hurt them but you know potentially losing tackle on their chaos dwarves or maybe just a price increase i'm not sure but i'd be really happy with any of that that situation what would be a bit boring to me is if we got a chaos dwarf or norse team that was exactly the same as the team of legend one they didn't take any opportunity to shake it up a little bit um but hey in that we still get a cool new team and a and some cool new star players yeah which is yeah it's, it's not bad no that's which is what we want and i'm i don't know man but i'm all in now for a corn team we've seen two corn star players we've got to see corn come on yeah come on get it regardless yeah <laughs> oh yeah we're all gonna buy it no matter what happens yeah. that's wicked <laughs> Cool, Ben. I think we've uh, probably maxed out our random Blood Bowl chatter for today. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up the show? I think that's about it, yeah. Um, see what happens in the next two weeks. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. I'll probably have to wait a little bit longer than that. That would just be... <laughs> That would just be too good, wouldn't it? Um, right, guys, we're going to wrap up now. Thank you ever so much for listening, for joining us. Do let us know what you expect this next release to be whether it's corn whether it's chaos dwarf whether it's a spike with star players and you can't buy from your friend local gaming shop all of these are very <laughs> reasonable things and uh you know i don't know maybe they'll just start putting all the teams on warhammer plus who knows um who who knows who knows <laughs> right and as ben frenzy quits we'll wrap up for the day bt thanks very much for hanging out man nice to catch up with you um have to get, uh, always a pleasure. Have to get him a game of conquest in soon yeah, definitely. Um, and potentially right. some Blood Bowl. Cool. Right. I'm going to disappear. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. And we'll catch you again soon.